2: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
3: Jackpot, baby,
4: Raiders Fan Radio. Oakland, LA, Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders Fan Radio from Murph's Man Cave taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go. go!
5: We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame.
4: Check, check. Check's good.
5: Check to you,
2: fool, check to you. You have a great organization, and
6: you tell them one thing, just win, baby.
7: Just win, he Amy. That's pretty miserable. He's up to the piano at the running oh.
3: down. It's <laughs> Olsen football, and I think Olsen victory. <laughs> the Olsen Raiders are scored
0: on the most dreamy, yeah, unbelievable, I'm absolutely no impossible dream of a play. Yeah, but, oh, I love this. But no, I, I, think this huh? I think this team can I win. I think this team can
4: win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio. Hosted by Murph, wow. Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Like <laughs> Take it away, guys.
8: It's not good. <laughs> what is up, Raider? What is up, Raider Nation? Sorry. Your buddy Murph. Thank you, Brett Musburger. Your buddy Murph. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, well, wait a minute. Let's go straight to Uncle Mosh. Oh kid. my God! What, what are you drinking over there? What I happened? I don't know, but
4: it's, it's it's brutal. It's, you I didn't like it. You gave me something, and I was it's, like, "It's a oh, lot." It had this wonderful little name. It was all festive like like me. Yeah. It was all festive and I'm like, Oh, okay. And I take a big old sip and I'm like Ah, ah. Yeah, it was
8: Lime Margarita Seltzer. Mixed it's, with
4: mixed with two mixed month with, old whatever the mi- hell Mixed oh, with Two month oh. old and I might I, I mean, now I know I wasn't spitting in this cup. Oh that's good. Yeah, so it
9: wasn't it was a dip spit. But it, it might have been it there was would, definitely stuff floating in it though when you've so got old cruise cool light.
4: And of course what I do, I go, here Jeff, try this. Tell me what <laughs> this is what it's supposed to taste like. I'll be back.
8: I gotta go rinse my cup. Okay, go rinse your cup. All right. So, what's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into episode number 230 of Raiders Fan Radio. We appreciate you joining us live here in Murph's Fan Cave uh, for this uh, collective sad sack, this collective disaster uh, that the Raider season has turned out to be. But we're gonna try to turn your frowns upside down, especially if you're on the YouTube. You can tune in and see Uncle Mosh in his Merry Christmas sweater with his suspenders beating the shit out of Swag Jeff. Put him He's on the ground. To kill me. If he He's doesn't, to go, kill me. if he don't go to the ground, it's not worth it. Oh
9: my gosh! <laughs> All right. I haven't gotten an ass whipping in a minute.
8: Oh my gosh! I know you caught one over there. You caught a fresh one. So, anyways, we appreciate you, Raider Nation, for for uh, checking in with us. And uh, uh, during these uh, these challenging times, as a Raider fan, man, I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, if it wasn't for you guys, uh, you know, Jeff and I were talking about it. Like, we're gonna talk about the Raiders. We're gonna talk about the game. We're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. But, man, I kind of don't wanna. Like it's it was you can't turn in a sixty-two year all-time low against your arch nemesis and kind of feel fiery about talking about the team. You know what I mean? So, anyways, but you you saw Uncle Mosh over there already. He is the, the legendary Uncle Mosh that adorns the Western Annex of the Murph Fan Cave desk. Let me now pass it to my best friend and yours.
9: Swag, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. What's, What's up? up, man? What's up, dude? Oh my gosh, uh, I'm with you, dude. This it's, right, you know, we're, we're here for the fans. We're here for Raider Nation because the team is is not giving us much to go on right now. We
8: literally, you and I are talking before the show, and and you're like, there's only one positive take. And we'll get to all this stuff later, but like, yeah. That's like, it's, how rough is that, dude? Yeah. Like, now we got a lot of fun things to talk about the game because of our own personal experiences and what we got to do for the sure, game. Sure, sure. But absolutely. the game itself, the Raiders themselves, bruh, it's one highlight reel, and it's that's a, it.
9: Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it was a shit show. It's
8: awful. 100%. 100%. Man. And so, anyway. From
9: the, ge- from the
8: beginning. From the, from the beginning from the very beginning and we got lots we'll we'll definitely get to it even though we don't want to we'll get to it we'll talk about it and then we will oh, we will look ahead we won't spend a lot of time in the rearview mirror. We're going to look ahead through the windshield, and we're going to look to Cleveland, because they only got like eight guys that are going to dress, so maybe right. we can beat them.
4: we going to loan them some?
8: It, <laughs> we might some win. We've
9: we got l- some l- shitty players. I can just saying, we, yeah. could, we can loan exactly. him doll and leave it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or, nope. doll
8: and leave it. I pick on that guy a lot.
9: Yeah, well, You're because like, he didn't ever come on the show. Well, that's true, and he you was know, supposed to. He, got, he said he was going to come on the show. Yeah, well, he learned from uh, Will Compton how to ghost with the best of them, and so he ghosted me. Well, he was afraid. So this was
8: before Trump. Trent Sig broke the RFR curse.
5: <laughs> yeah.
9: Because
8: Trent Sig was the first Raider to ever be on the show that didn't get cut, uh, not re signed, or injured. Well. And so Trent broke that. But at the time, Don Leavitt didn't know that. So maybe he was just trying to avoid well, the RFR curse. Well, so,
9: but, but I mean, the curse may have been totally blown up because Comp was in the studio, did a thing with us, got cut, or got, or didn't, didn't, re-signed, get re-signed, didn't resign. But now he's back. And now and he's so, back. so like it may have just taken that curse and just completely he's blown it up. Hey, truly flying in the face of the curse. Tell
4: the story of our phone call about Compton. Which one? When I called you and we were, we couldn't hear each other and we were answering each other. Why hey, did Compton play on Sunday? No, oh. Compton <laughs> played on Sunday. Hey. Yeah.
3: Uncle
8: Mosh and I, so we were talking over each other so much. We were so excited to talk to one another because we hadn't hadn't talked in a minute. And so, yeah, we kept talking over each other. And so it it ended up just us being uh, asking if Will Compton had played or not. And, you know, Uncle Mosh, he played a bunch of uh, special team snaps. Let's go. Let's give it up for the boy, man. He did. Let's give it up for the boy. Absolutely. Perfect. he's a
9: glue guy, locker room guy. Yeah, locker room. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Lord it, knows it, it, we need, it need him. It didn't help the first week. Well, we need, uh, him. We need and, him. And speaking of glue guys, right. uh, Aaron the Q Dog Raider in there, eight dollar donation to the One Nation Foundation says, "Greetings, Nation, a new hope." We can get to seven and seven via forfeit this week. Sad sack. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we got uh, Tyrone Graves with a five dollar donation as well. Ah, said, "Y'all, let so me much. know what happened after the Moreau turnover, and we went down twenty-one or nothing. I tapped out and turned it off." Oh my gosh! Well, you you didn't you didn't miss you anything. Didn't miss good. anything. Yeah, you didn't miss anything good. So here's
8: a. So here at the top of the show, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna go off script a little bit here because I I pulled this up. And Mosh, you'll think this is funny. I ran this by Swag before we started the show. So the Raiders have seven losses now after this Kansas City debacle for the second time this year. How many stages of grief are there, Uncle Marsh?
4: <laughs> I don't know because I bypass all that. Lost. I to mean, go right to pissed off all the time. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah.
8: So for those of you that don't know, there are seven stages of grief. When's so, pissed off? So uh, I'll, I'll, okay. Uh, okay, okay. I'll okay. get to. Okay. All right. So when when you lose something, or lose especially when you lose someone, uh, you go through. St- so we have. I'm not fully and because look, mathematically, look, if we beat the Browns, we beat the Colts, we beat the freaking Chargers. Like at it's so it ain't over yet. You know, so I'm not playing. The, it just doesn't matter yet. If we lose to the Browns, then the rest of the season just doesn't matter. We can just tune in. But we've still got a chance, especially with them being down the way they are. That said, so they're not – the Raiders' season has not been pronounced dead yet. But that said – It's on its way. It's on its way. And so since we're at seven and there are seven stages of grief, here's what I've got for you. And it's amazing how the seven stages of grief have lined up perfectly with the seven losses for the Raiders, Mosh. So the first stage in the seven stages of grief, M- Mosh. Do you know what it is? No. Shock. We lost to the Chargers. We were three and O. Oh yeah. And then we went in and played the Chargers. Oh my gosh! And yeah, got we we, yeah, we were the worst. yeah. Uh, we none of us expected that outcome. Come we were on. shocked oh. by oh, it. We were shocked. Who do we lose to next, Jeff?
9: Uh, who do we lose to next? Uh, they're all starting to run Khalil Mack and, yeah, and the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. And we were in denial. Uh-huh. The Shock second denial. stage.
8: We were in denial. They were like, no way we just yeah. lost to the Bears uh-huh. at home. It yeah. couldn't have happened. Uh-huh. That was John Gruden's last game coaching. Then we found out why. So that was the second stage. Bargaining is the third stage, Mosh. You know who we lost to that week?
4: Uh, It was a New York team, wasn't it? Yeah, it
8: was the Giants.
4: Yeah. We lost Bargain. to the freaking
8: Giants. We were Bargain. bargaining. We are like, wait a minute. Can't we like MetLife Stadium? Like, what is the thing? Like, we, we yeah, couldn't get yeah, it figured yeah, it out. We're yeah. trying to like trying to trying to bargain for it, but then guilt, then oh. guilt because the Chiefs came to Allegiant Chief. Stadium yep. and yeah. beat the shit out of us, and we all felt terrible about ourselves. Right? Yeah, we were also yeah. g- felt so guilty that maybe this is our fault
4: because we started coming back after our after our Thanksgiving with yes. victory, and then all of a sudden, well, that we was that was this
8: is before that, yeah.
4: This is the first Chiefs loss. Oh, the first. Chief loss. The first Chief this loss. is the
8: one in Allegiant Stadium. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. All right, but then we got mad. You know why we got mad, Jeff? Because we lost to Cincinnati. We lost the freaking Bengals. That's right. You know let The go. Bengals See, come into miss your crib. I missed those first five. Oh my! <laughs> right. That's where you checked in. That's where I checked you know, in. You're like f the Bengals. F the Bengals. All right. So then, <laughs> but then, all right. I went to Vegas. I was so excited. I got to sit in a black hole. I was in the second row the black hole. I was right behind the A and Raiders. And you know what I came away from that game feeling like? Depressed. Yep. I was depressed. I was depressed about the stadium. I was depressed about the fans. I was depressed about the game. I was depressed, depressed about, all about the stuff. game. I was depressed. And then now, Jeff, the seventh loss comes at the hands of who? The Chiefs. At a Again. 62 year rivalry. We have taken the biggest loss in that rivalry. Yep. And what do we do? We accept it. We are who we are. Yep. We have come to the seventh. Well, stage but, but of don't
9: group. you? But some say acceptance. To others, say hope.
8: Yeah. Do you have any hope? I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Chat but. room, you got any hope? I mean, like, what's there to hang your hat? Other than there's a puncher's chance. Um, oops. Turn that off. Uh, like, you know, the old dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, we could win three out of four. But, Mosh, do you have any hope? And I mean, we haven't gotten to talk about the game yet. But just in this, for this, this the idea of the grief stages, are, have you accepted what the Raiders are? Or do you have hope that they can still do something? You're the king of positivity around uh, here.
4: Well, you know, so here's the thing I don't believe in any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe that men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I don't believe that uh, you can do personality tests. I don't believe in Myers Briggs. I'm not an INTJ. I don't believe in 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 orange and red and purple and green. I don't believe that you can because at any moment, at any given time, I can take I can take a personality test and all it takes is one sip from an unclean cup and my whole <laughs> shit goes in another direction. <laughs> So so I don't buy it. I love your little segment, then your seven stages of grief, okay. but I don't buy any of it. Okay. I'm just saying I'm I'm here because hey, it's Raiders football. I get to wear this nasty sweater again, <laughs> you know, which I wore to the Christmas parade on Sunday, by the Did way. Did you really? Heck yeah, man. Oh, I was I driving it. Santa's sleigh and I got to wear my Raiders my Raiders shirt, but you know, here's the thing. Okay. In, in in all reality, in in, in a real real world, where we could say mathematically cuz you and I don't do mathematics that's we leave that for swag but mathematically we're not out we have a chance to make to make my prediction of 10 and 7 yeah. but the difference is we, mathematically we can do it with this team not a chance Bl- so fair enough you know, if we had people, when we were saying, oh, we could win out, we could win out with this, we could win these five games, we're still, if we had a team that could roll off five wins this late in the season, I'd be all for it. Hey, if we do, we do. If we don't, it's just another year. Just another year. It's just another year. And
8: next week we'll be playing, it just doesn't matter because it will just enjoy the rest of the season for what it it's is. We yep.
4: do, even if we win next week because we still got to pull off three more.
8: That's right. That's exactly. And, that's,
4: and we don't have that team to do that. That's. We got a great team in theory. <coughs> and we got all we got 53 guys that are that are professional football players and anything can happen on any given Sunday, but I just, you know, it's it's just not it's not going to happen. It's not going to be the year. It's not going to be I'm, the year. But I you know, I'm excited to be here with you too. That's and, it. Well, yeah. That's what
8: it's all mm-hmm. about. And 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 Swago, let me throw it to you. Shout out the chat room and then here look, here at the top of the show, Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, episode number 230. Yes. Uh, Thank you for all of you that are on the fan-sided website and listening to Raiders Fan Radio. Anybody at Just Blog Baby, we appreciate you so very, very much. And if you would do us the kind favor of patronizing this show on any audio podcast service by uh, subscribing, give us a rate, give us a review. Uh, If you are on the YouTube tonight, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio, uh, live every week, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. Uh, if you're if you're watching us here, we appreciate you here very much. Hit the bell, hit the thumbs up, all that. But then please go out and, and seek us on the on the audio version. The reason we ask you to do all that is that 100% of the money that we get, that we generate with this show, goes to the One Nation Foundation, and we get some incredible advertising opportunities, including one later on tonight, uh, a new partner of ours we're going to get to, and so thank you so very, very much for helping us out in that way. Uh, it, it, it just take you a second to hit that subscribe, even if you don't listen to it, man. Just subscribe to it, download the damn show, and then, uh, then market play, played, uh,
9: okay? Um, all right. Uh swaggo, episode two thirty, homie. What you got? Absolutely. But before I do that, uh Michelle Sweat, uh Randy Hanson, uh Tyrone hey, Graves. Coach Gar- Hansen. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh Tyrone Graves, Mark Thompson, Seattle Nick, who says I'm just here to lick my wounds. Misery <laughs> uh, Paul uh Paul is in there who says Com- oh? commitment to F it. Uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider Kevin the Raider Nerd Wyo Raider's in there Wyoming Raider uh, we haven't seen him in the chat in just a little bit hey Wyo Uh, yeah man Uh, Fargo Raider D the Sun Kill Jadis Raider Critique T3 Sports Guy uh, Chronicles of the Black Hole uh, Tyrone Graves we've got all kinds of people in here but yes Every episode, I take a significant moment in Raider Nation and relate it back to the episode number. And we're all we're all sad sacks this week. Not me, sad sack. Yes, you are. No, we're, I'm really all, not. we're all sad. No, I'm really not. Well, you're just a pissed off sack, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, what are you messing with my light, pal?
8: Turning you down. You just don't ignore me. Okay. You well, let me produce. I'm not
9: messing my, with my damn light. I'm making I you thought look, I looked I'm
4: good. You, you didn't. Here we go. You look better now. <laughs>
9: well, thank you. You're uh, yes, episode uh, number 230, and we're going back to a time that we all love 1983. Oh, let's go. 1983 season, and we're going to yes. talk about uh, the leader at the helm, Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett. Number 16 through for 2,935 yards and 20 touchdowns. Beautiful. In his Super Bowl season, he completed 230 passes. Let's go, yeah. Jeff. Nice one, dude. Thanks, Jimmy P.
8: <laughs> Love that, man. That's a fantastic one. Good I job, know, Swag. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Uncle Mosh, give us some contact info, and then let's get on uh, to the top of the show.
4: Woo! Hey, Raider Nation! Woo. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut, shut up, up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909 345 3346. Or as Murph would say, 909 345 3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Toc. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? some of you out there twitching anyway twitch at raiders fan radio or if you don't like that go to the youtube america go to the youtube youtube.com slash raiders fan radio oh my god if that wasn't enough if that wasn't enough go to your podcast provider and search raiders fan radio holy crap that was a lot Good. good.
8: good. Uh, we had about the same timing as the offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> I was
4: about
8: to say, about as good as the Raiders. Somebody, on that somebody jumped. One of us was Brandon <laughs> Parker, and I think that was me. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so I appreciate you joining us here for Raiders Fan Radio. Of course, the flagship show here on your Raiders Fan Radio feed. You can find us anywhere just by searching Raiders Fan Radio. But not only do you get this show, you get the incredible – Silver and black flashback because you know what—that's all we got is Raiders history right now. So we're going to celebrate it around here. And, uh, and and the guy that handles that show for us, his name is Rich Schmelter. Uh, last week's episode about Ted Hendricks was one of my favorites, if not my. Fa- Did you hear? It? So yeah, good, so good, so freaking good. The insight that Rich has, of course, he's the author of the Raiders encyclopedia. So he's he brings you know he's literally got Raiders history completed in his brain. And the thing like. As old school of a Raider fan as I am, and as much as I'm into the like the, the legacy and the stories and the mythos of what the, the Oakland Raiders were back in the days and the Santa Rosa training camps and all that stuff, he there was a couple new stories that came out of that Ted Hendricks episode, things that I hadn't heard yet, and uh, that were fantastic. So definitely check that out. The new episode out this week from Rich, uh, that and that show drops right before ours does uh, on the audio podcast. You can't get it if you're on the YouTubes. Uh, It's called A Pair of Hawks, One Ring, and a Sexy Nude Jogger. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so check that out. That's episode 19 of Silver and Black Flashback, and we appreciate our buddy Rich Schmelter. All right, let's get to some respect. All right, uh, we don't do props. We don't do shout-outs around here. There's nothing wrong with those things, but, uh, you know, we're Italian. We like to give respect. So I want to give respect to one of the coolest crews that we've hooked up with yet, uh, since we've been doing this whole Raider thing. I'm going to switch to the to the fan uh, cave camera. And if you look there, on, if, for those of you on the YouTubes, you can see up on the right there, you see the big banner for Music City Raider Nation uh, up there. I'm rocking their their shirt, which is the one of the coolest freaking uh, yes. uh, Booster Club uh, shirts there is. It uh, looks like the Jack Daniels logo. It says Music City, Nashville, Raider Nation. Uh, so we were very thankful to welcome... Music City Raider Nation to the fan cave this last week um for the Chiefs game. An absolute, as you all know, because you saw it, a terrible game. But the fellowship, the camaraderie. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. When we say Raider Nation is family, it's no joke, man. It's La Familia and and like the food was amazing. Like the company was amazing. Like, and it's there's something about Jeff. Did you? Because Uncle Mosh didn't get a chance to be here because he was driving Santa Claus in the parade. Yeah, he was. With his Raider sweater. <laughs> uh, but Swag and I kind of hosted everybody. And so let me give respect to not everyone in Music City Raider Nation. And, and there were so many of them. So I apologize for, for not naming everybody, but there's so many. But like, but Bam Raider, who's the president of the club, he's the one that organized all this stuff. Like, we met him at Michelle's party and he was like, Cool, like we'll do it, and he did it all. Like we didn't do a thing.
9: We no, just... yeah, he coordinated everything and and all that. And I mean, he brought swag. He brought all the all the flags and the shirts and stuff for you us provide, to buy. You, and... you provided walls and a TV. Oh, That's all we did. I, I cleaned up here, and they all and they, and, and they came. all brought food. All of them you brought missed, food. You missed it, Mosh. And and, and shout out. Uh, we'll follow that up with shout out to King Louis who uh, who wasn't able to make it to the uh, to the event on Sunday but sent Michelle and Lamont here with all the tacos and enter no! and, uh, and oh, quesadillas. quesadillas and oh, oh, gosh.
8: It was so freaking oh, good. It went,
9: mm, yeah. Oh, yes. man, so good. So and, good. So good.
8: And, and so we appreciate King Louis. appreciate Bam. Uh, we appreciate Michelle. You mentioned Michelle. And Bam's in
0: the
9: Michelle. chat too.
8: Hey, what's up, Bam? Yeah, Bam. He said the best watch party this year. Thank you guys for hosting oh, us. Oh man, absolutely, man. It was great. We got to meet and everybody brought their families. We got to meet his wife and his, and his, yeah. well, we met his wife before, but but his sons, like it was just it was so cool, man. And so just like I said, man, Raider Nation is family. It's no joke. And of course, Michelle and Lamont were here. And uh, Michelle's always the, the the highlight of the of the watch party She's, because she might she, be the
9: best person to watch a Raider game though, uh, Like no joke. <laughs> like <man>. no <laughs> Kidding. No the kidding. Best. She's hilarious, man. She's freaking hilarious. Pacing around, like, followed shortly like. by Lamont, who just sits over here in his same spot in the corner. <laughs> you know, okay. I, I I sat in your seat for most right. of the game, sitting next to Lamont, and he goes, "Man, these people are tripping, man." Like <laughs> like he's just like all these quiet jabs, yeah. and they're incredible. They're Lamont so is so a freaking funny. man. So, so and, I
4: I was sitting next to Lamont at the first Chiefs game. Yeah. And and Michelle, Michelle and her daughter are behind us, and Lamont goes you got a phone I go yeah and he goes might want to take it out i think they're going to rumble <laughs> oh! <laughs> i was dying it was so uh, it was funny so
8: funny so yeah so lamont had the same chair he had the same spot and then when it was going really bad Lamont got up and I sat in the chair and it got worse. <laughs> so he goes, "Murph, get your ass out!" <laughs> like I'm getting, I'm taking my chair back. <laughs> anyway, it was so fun, man. We had a great time with everybody. I uh, love Music City Raider Nation so very, very much. We thank you uh, for 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 coming and hanging out with us. And and this will need need to be an annual thing for
9: us. Oh, for sure. This let's will- let's pick something in the first six weeks of the season, though. Yeah, right. That would be epic. Yeah, we need because to- we'll win. Because we'll win, yeah. yeah, yeah. First three weeks of the season for
8: sure. So we'll look at it at a, at a, at a September uh, next year for Music City Raider Nation to get yeah, together. Yeah, well, you know
9: camp. what? We're always on prime time, like the first week of the right? season. Right, we we'll always get a Monday night or us that.
4: Pre buy or the the pre buy week. There you
9: absolutely. go. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So
8: appreciate them all very, very much. Uh, that was that was that was a great time. And you know, again, when you're when you're with everybody, it makes it a little bit easier during the loss because we were cutting up. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We're abs- all laughing, abs- having fun. Absolutely. And, like, uh, you know, Bam goes, hey, can you play Sweet Caroline? And I'm like, sure. Uh. So we play Sweet Caroline, and it gets to the part where everybody and goes, Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Sweet
9: Caroline. And everybody goes, bah bah, 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 bah. But
8: instead they all go, F the Chiefs. Like, it was oh, great, it was man. It was great. so funny. Um, all right. So I uh, appreciate them. And, uh, Mosh, hit us with an audio break, and then I've got a uh, live read for
3: you. Hey, this is Pete Koch former los angeles raiders yeah back in the old days baby and you're listening to murph and uncle mosh who happens to have the same hair as me check it out raiders fan radio
8: Michelle in the chat says, uh, 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 she goes, even when we, we force Swag to stay in the bathroom. Yeah, let me so, tell that story. Tell that,
9: please. So uh, so I go to the bathroom uh, because I've partaken in, in several uh, Modellos, and <laughs> so I broke the seal. And so I was in the bathroom every 15 minutes, and I was in the bathroom when the Raiders scored. They were driving yeah. down, and everyone and I come out of the bathroom, and Michelle goes, stay in that bathroom, <laughs> Swag. The Raiders are about to score. And so I had to stand in there and heard all you guys cheering, and I peeked yeah. my head out, and everyone's like, stay in there. What are you doing? So but you then I was but able but to come out because we missed the extra so point. I was going to say, no. did you come out for the extra point? Yes. Is that what happened? Yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he uh-huh. comes out, and he, he missed the extra point. Yeah. He like, oh, my uh-huh.
9: gosh.
8: All right, so at, uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, at the top, top of the show, uh, we are thankful for our partnership with Fansided and, uh, and them hosting this, uh, this show here at Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, on the Fansided Network, um, there are... A multitude of shows, and I want to tell you about two new ones. Uh, One of them is called Knuckleheads. Uh, This podcast brings you uh, on some of the best NBA players, uh, past and present, and they have a kind of unguarded conversations about sports, culture, basketball, nostalgia. Uh, These are NBA vets Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. uh, They're lifelong friends and bona fide truth-tellers. As they invite special guests, they have high-profile athletes, musicians, entertainers, uh, and they get brutally honest about everything from current levels uh, and current events to untold stories. From the golden era of sports and culture. Uh, named for on court celebration, they made wildly popular this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast. It's like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. So, nice. so go check out uh, the Knuckleheads podcast. And then there's another one here on the network on, on Fan Sided. It's called Blind Sided. Uh, this is launched by the Players Tribune, which the Players Trib- Tribune Mosh is all only professional athletes hosting their own podcast. Wow. Uh, and this one is about mental health, and it's called Blindsided. It's former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Diane McIntosh. Um, so you can plan your work and, and work your plan. For many athletes, saying such things, uh, such as this, could be considered scripture. Uh, permanent signposts aligning the long road to success in sports. For some, the, act, the very act of pursuing a career in sports can give a sense of control, a sense of safety, uh, so long as you stick to the plan. That is until life happens. The kind of life that happens when you're making other plans, breakdowns, insecurity, panic attacks, PTSD, addiction, sudden life changes, ones that require an athlete to toss aside their well-laid plans and answer the question, what's your next play? So Blindsided is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life.
4: Wow. That's crazy cool. Nobody enjoyed a good Brooke
1: More than sixth-year linebacker, Phil Villapiano. This is Joe
7: Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. And if they go out there and embarrass themselves, everybody's on notice. The GM's on notice. The head coach is on notice. Derek Carr is on notice. Everybody in that building is going to be on notice if they go out there and embarrass themselves.
8: Everybody is on notice if they go out there and embarrass themselves. That is said by the GOAT. That is Charles Woodson. That is not a voice taken lightly within Raider Nation. And the Chiefs go out there and beat us, as we've said already a few times, at an all-time worst defeat, 48-9, to at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, I've got an entire list of things that I'm going to run through in terms of uh, stats. Because... Again, not a, a, not an exercise in, like, dwelling in negativity, but I think it's important, like, for for us as Raider fans to just go through it, man. Like, look, it's it's, it's the truth of it, so I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of rolling through what it is because, look, it, it really can't get any worse than what it was. But before I get to that, I want to throw it to the guys. I want to hear from Swag Jeff and Uncle Mosh on this. Swago, what are your kind of, like, I know we kind of talked about the lack of hope and all that, but, like, what are your, like, feelings, like, coming out of this thing, I mean, with not only with what's left, but out of the Chiefs game in particular,
9: what's the big takeaway for you on it? Well, Charles Woodson said it. Uh, the team is now officially on notice. Derek Carr, who among uh, about half of Raider Nation has been on notice for quite a while, um, but he's definitely on notice now. Um, everyone's on notice. It was it was embarrassing. It was absolutely embarrassing the 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 drinks and the food were great here at the fan cave that was the only thing that was good it was it was absolutely emb- it was embarrassing it was embarrassing i i will i will never understand how a team that hates the opponent so much or is supposed to lay an egg that was the worst loss i've seen and I've seen some really bad losses. You know, when you go out and you shit the bed against a team like the Falcons last year or the Jets in 2019, or you can name a bunch of them where the Raiders just happen to have a bad game at one point and just lose one where you're like, what was that? That was weak. This was the weakest of them all. You're supposed to come out fired up every time you play a rival. You're supposed to come out fired up to play the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs more than anybody. And especially the Chiefs, especially the Chiefs, and there was no fire, there was no passion, there was there was no heart, there was nothing, and it seemed like every offensive possession, we were all just kind of waiting to see how are they going to mess this one up, whether it be a Foster Moreau fumble, a Hunter Renfro fumble, a what you know, whatever a, a Derek Carr strip sack, you know, there's a hundred different things that happened during that game, and it was almost expected, you know. Last week I said that seems like every time the Raiders lose this season, you can tell that they're going to lose within the first five minutes of the game. You can tell coming out of the gate, oh, no, we're going to lose this game because you can tell what kind of drive and passion and all that that the team has coming out of the gate. And for it to be, you know, I mean, the first play of the game, Josh Jacobs fumbles the ball because he's holding it way out here and gets stripped and, you know, 12 seconds into the game, we're down a score, and we're like, oh, okay, well, it's going to be one of those games, and it was from start to finish, and we didn't even see the second-half drive come out. We're like, normally, second-half, we come out, and it's and we kind of make it close during these losses and go, oh, okay, I see a little bit. Let's keep fighting, and then something happens, but we didn't see a bit of that. You know, you see Rick, Rich Bisaccia going for a field goal when oh. we're down 35 to nothing,
8: Oh, our, this room with 20 people in it collectively lost our damn minds. We
9: lost our mind. Like, what what, the what is hell ha- are What we doing? is happening? What is happening? Down 35, we're kicking a field goal. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll talk about it a little bit, but if you weren't wearing a number 13, you were awful. And that includes Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, who Yannick brought everyone to midfield to stomp on the Chiefs thing and then go out and do what you just did. Like, Hunter Renfro was... The only spot in that game that is worth talking about at all—it was—it was—it was absolutely and utterly embarrassing. Absolutely, I did very well. Well said, Jeff. All of that,
8: um, Mosh. So as Jeff mentioned, Yannick and Gockway marches them out. Um, you and I talked about the yeah, idea of getting the look. We kind of uh, there's a there's a p- now of course after the game is over. The Raiders have egg on their face and they look they look silly. But in the moment of it, you and I were like, okay, like this is what we've been calling for: is the Raiders to have some 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 you know some edge, um, you know some aggression to them. Like we, we were looking for that. But here's what happened: that the Raiders march out there, go out to the opponent's logo, and then it's twenty-eight nothing, twenty-one minutes later. Like, come on, man! Like, sheesh. So, what are your what are your takeaways there, Mosh? I know you're 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 the positive guy, and but like, I mean, how do you feel coming out of the game?
4: Well I, I, Why are we Why are we dwelling on this? We have to. We don't have to. Sure, we do. No, we people, don't. Yes, they
8: do. They you ask me. You asked me
4: a question. Let me answer. Hot dog. Okay. We don't have to dwell on it. We suck. We suck. Yeah. Okay. There was a highlight. There was a highlight that when they went out and they jumped on the Kansas City Chiefs logo, that was ballsy. That was old school. That was that little glimpse. But then we can sit here and we can rehash and we can go, oh, we suck, we suck, we suck, we suck. We know we suck. We know we suck. We (laughs) suck again. Okay, so let's not dwell on it. I mean, what else? I mean. You're, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Oh, this is we had. We had this many missed opportunities. We had this many missed opportunities. Yeah. Let's speculate on this. Let's speculate on that. For what? Yeah. To what end? Because this to, is a because this is a Raider football show, and well, people ask oh, us. Oh, come on! I'm talking about. I'm talking about the vibe of it, man. It's just. It's. Do you really? Do we really need to rehash how awful that game was? It was the worst. It was one of those games. I wish I could remember that word. And I was sitting here on my phone trying to look it up. It's it's one of those games where the score is has never been done before. Oh yeah, it's the what's, first time in that, NFL history. What's that word? It's, it starts with an S, and it's in. A, so there has never been a final score forty-eight to nine. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, your s word for but, you but, yeah. but 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 there was the, what was funny was there's also never been a score that was 48 11 so even if we would have made the two points, oh i got you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we were destined to have it and it happens five or six times a year like last year it happened seven times this year it's happened six or eight times but you know we i just i just can't I just can't get into the. I know we're bad. I know. I. I, I know that that you're so. I'm, I'm pointing at Swaggy J for the people on the on the, the radio. You're really wanting Mariota to have a chance. You and a lot of people Absolutely. are wanting Mariota to have a chance. Absolutely. But there's 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 just there there's just not things that are working since john gruden has left even bef- even before he left things just aren't working we're just not good we just can't get our shit together and you know and and what's happening is is that we know we're bad do we need to keep rehashing it from uh, from this end where we can't do anything about it we can we can say we can talk about our fandom we can talk about where we're going to go from here but i you know it's just we're not very good and we accept that because we're doing a podcast on a Wednesday night about well, a team that's not very good because we love that team. But we're just not very good. Well, I think what's
8: interesting about it, and here's why I think it, that that is piqued people's interest and that people are interested in hearing us have discussions around the low level of play and what the numbers are and what those things are, is that it doesn't start off that way. If this is the 06 Raiders, if these are some of the Raiders teams of the past – you don't have. They never get going. Like when you're four and twelve, you know you're two and fourteen. Like a, they never get going. So what's so I think fascinating about this version of the Raiders? And I understand the unprecedented tragedies and things like that. But in terms of w- we are now though turning in unprecedented failure on the field after starting off amazing, and that's why Mosh. I think that it's that's it's worth walking through some of these things because. It's hard to understand. You
9: know, it's hard to look at, like, where we... Go ahead, Jeff, jump in. Well, I think, you know, yes, I, I totally agree to your point right there. When we start out so good, when we go into the bye week at 5-2, and two, we're like, oh, my gosh, like, maybe Here this is go. the year that we turn yeah. around. You know, and then we start losing. But then we see hear guys like, like a Josh Jacobs. I'm frustrated as hell with Josh Jacobs after what has transpired in the last week. Because... He played a bad game on Sunday, but a couple days prior, and we talked about it last week on the show, Josh Jacobs called out the entire right, team right, last yeah, week yeah, and yeah, said, yeah. why can't we start fast? And then, why? He's, the and then he's the guy on the first <laughs> effing yeah. play of the game that gives them a gift. Like, come on. And then you look at a guy like Yannick. Yannick has been balling out this year, one of our best players on the defensive line, and really the entire team. And he leads the team to the middle of the field and stomping on the Chiefs' arrowhead. It was my and, favorite thing in the all, whole season. It was awesome, <laughs> but you know what would have been better if, if they we, would have followed yeah, up yeah, and actually yeah, played yeah, like those if, old school if, Raiders. Sure, sure. So, see. and it's it's just frustrating when you see things like that. And you, but you saw the way that they played. And yes, we lost Henry Ruggs. We lost John Gruden. But I mean, the rest of the guys are still there. Two players. I mean, you want to talk about people that blame Derek Carr? It's not all those two players. Those two are one coach and one player. They were not making this team what it was. It's a fifty-three or fifty-five man roster. And what happened to the fifty-four or fifty-two other guy? Like we just shit they the shit bed. The, and, the, and, and you know, and just, you're
4: and you're right. You're right, Swaggy. You are hundred percent right on that. The, but there, but there is positives. The fact that the fact that we got that guy. Our accountant, you know, <laughs> who yeah. has in the last three games has made 30 passes, or has caught 30, you probably have that stat, Josh. I do. He I has do. caught 30 passes for over 335 yards, uh, uh, and, and that hasn't happened in a bazillion years. So, you know, I— I'm the forever optimist. I look at the highlights because that guy's going to be here next year, regardless of whether it's Mariota throwing the ball to him, or Carr throwing the ball to him, or Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball to him. Or, you know, and, I, and I make that joke because that's who replaced Mariota. But the point... The po- sorry, uh,
9: that po- was fine. I'm glad he did because he's here now.
4: Because he's because he's on the right. Yeah, he's go. wearing the right jersey. The the point is is that you know. You just, I, I can't get, I can't get wrapped up in one through seven or one through six of those those things that you said about signs of depression because it doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do me any good at all.
8: All right. Well, I, here's what. Uh, will so in the spirit of positivity, because of uh, <laughs> for Uncle Mosh, I'll give you what those stats are for. Because look, I. Look, I'm a stats guy. I hate I hate math. You love stats. But I hate stat. I hate math, but I love numbers. And so, if I had a bunch of positive numbers to share, I'd do it. And and you hear me do it all the time, even amongst losses. But just happens to be on this one, the pendulum has swung really effing hard in one direction, except for one note, and that's Mosh's point. So, uh, Hunter Renfro uh, has 30 catches for 353 yards. Uh, In the last three games. So the only players who have had more than 100 yards in four straight games, listen to this company that Hunter Renfro's in, Michael Thomas, who's done it five, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, Demarius Thomas, rest in peace, Wow, Calvin Johnson, who also did it five, and Wes freaking Welker. Like, that's the kind of company
4: that's that Hunter cool.
8: Renfro is in right now. So, yes, there is definitely something to be celebrated when it comes to Hunter Renfro. Now, on the other side, the Raiders, and this is what's this is what I can't wrap my brain around. This is why I want to talk about. Because I think in the spirit of discussion. That that you guys so many times like I'll go into something I'll be like I don't get why this is like this but then or, or it might be the chat room or whatever like someone will will give us something back that will help with with wrapping our brains around some stuff so so bear with me Mosh but I want to walk through some stuff the Raiders have lost 13 of their last 14 road games in December and January versus teams with winning records the only win was when they won 15 to 12 in Denver, and that was Khalil Mack's five-sack game. Wow. So aside from an unprecedented performance by a guy that could be Defensive Player of the Year, the Raiders have lost 13 of 14 games in December and January. So this is not even like the past couple years. Now we're talking about stringing together how many games that the Raiders can't close it out late in the season – I don't know what that's a sign of. And this is where I, I, again, the spirit of discussion. Like in chat room, tell me what you think it is. Like, what is it? Is it coaching? Is it player? Like, what? I don't know. Is it all Derek Carr's fault? I don't think so. But I mean, like, that's a lot of losses coming in those two months. Jeff, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. His util- utilization over the three year career he's had. He went from 88 yards a game in 2019 down to 71 in 2020. He's at 47 yards per game now here in year three. Of course, his carries are down. He's only got 12 carries versus an average of about 18 in the first two years, but he's played more snaps. Like I, yeah, it's well, you know, it's so it, crazy
9: to me. It's it's frustrating when you got a guy like that that came out as rookie season, like Josh Jacobs had where everyone was like, oh, my gosh, this is the next Derrick Henry. This, he's a superstar. And He then, was like a little Derrick Henry. He That's we a a little little Derrick Derrick said that in the yeah, first five yeah, of the Absolutely. Show. Yes. And now, you know, it seems like last year and this year he was outshined by his backup. Oh, you know, and I understand the game that we won against uh, uh, against the Dolphins. Peyton Barber ran for like 140 yards. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, you know, so last year you can look at it. I mean, because Devontae Booker stepped in. That's right. Last yes. year for Josh. Because yes. yes. Josh, he's, he's starting to get hurt a lot. And, and I know that that affects his numbers because he's not only playing so many times a game, whatever, but... uh but yeah, I mean Devontae Booker outshined him in several games last year and Kenyon Drake has outshined him this year se- you know in several games and you know and that's w- our rush our running game now is failing because Kenyon Drake isn't in the lineup.
4: Well, and it's also failing because we don't have an O-line. There, thank you much. Well, that's, that's a good and, point. That's a good point too. We went so we went from an all-pro O-line to a first-year O-line. That's a great point. And, Absolutely. and it's just you know a, a, again that's part of that's part of the whole 53, man. You know, how many coaches have we had? It, let's just pick eight years. You know, uh, that just so happens to be how many years Derek's been here. But how many head coaches have we had? How many how many defensive coordinators have we had? How many offensive coordinators have we had? How many O-line changes? Why the f- – I almost dropped the Michelle yeah, <laughs> right there. Did we ever get rid of Rodney? You know, uh, I mean – Rodney s- and Gable. And, yes, you know, th- there's, there's – there's stuff there, yeah, and if anybody point. that says to me, "Well, it doesn't matter with the head coach," I'm going to say, "Really? How many head coaches did Tom Brady have when he was at? You know, yeah. How many yeah. Co- head coaches did 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 that big stupid in Pittsburgh have when he was winning his? How many head coaches did 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 Peyton Peyton have? You know, I'm I'm sorry, but Marino. There's there Marino Montana there's like, something I mean, right? there's like, something to be said for that and i'm not saying that it's it's all uh, it's all out there but that that all plays into it you know
8: absolutely and
4: you, you, and, and swaggy was going on and on and on about the but the, the running game but you you can't run if you don't have a block you're
8: absolutely right that's a great point so let's um so speaking of quarterbacks, so okay look this is going to be my Derek Carr segment and this is look, i i'm going to set my disclaimer on the front end not a Derek Carr hater. I know you're <laughs> Not a Derek Carr hater. I'm the biggest Derek Carr fan there is. He's my favorite uh, quarterback in the NFL. Until he's not a Raider, and then we'll move on. But here's some numbers. So the Raiders fumbled for the cycle uh, in this game. Okay. <laughs> so we had a running back, a tight end, a wide receiver, and a quarterback all fumbled. No. So. So for those of you that are familiar with the baseball, you hit nice. for the cycle, a single, double, triple, and you hit a home run. Well, we fumbled for the cycle because we had four positions that all fumbled the football. Uh, that would have been Josh Jacobs, uh, Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro, and then Derek Carr, right? So uh, Derek Carr now has 72 fumbles and 123 starts. That's not good. That's more than half the games, because I did that math. That was pretty good. Uh, more than half the games, uh, he, he's, he's fumbling. Um, Derek Carr's average completion – Traveled 2.2 yards downfield today. That's sort of the game day. Uh, the second shortest mark in his Raiders career uh, behind the Seahawks game in London in 2018. Derek Carr threw 35 of his 45 passes um, for the Raiders short of the first down sticks. Why are we throwing. <laughs> Three yards downfield when <laughs> it's third and six. Somebody help me with you that. You know why? I
4: can tell you why. You want to know why? Let yes. me tell you why, you dumbass. Tell me, Let ed- me tell you why. Educate me, Uncle Marsh. Because they listen to this show. <laughs> they listen to the show, and they know that we flash back and that we talk about the olden days. The problem is, is they're not listening to the part about the olden days when we were good. <laughs> They're just going back to the olden days like three years ago, four years ago, five oh years ago, when we suck. Any other, any other season well, that wasn't De- 2016? That's Derek. a
9: problem. Derek must listen to the show because <laughs> we call him Check Down Charlie. So apparently he, he thinks that that's what he has but to do. But you know,
4: early on in the season, that wasn't an issue. And, well, then, and now it's come
8: back. Well, here's what's crazy. Okay, so there you go. Back Why did we sign Deshaun Jackson? I. But apparently he not well
9: just cut him.
8: Apparently, he doesn't know why we signed him either. Here's the thing. This is what's interesting. So, gosh, this is crazy. So, yeah, you're right. At one point, and it may still be that way, Derek Carr led the league in passes downfield of 20-plus yards. Like, our offense was opened up, and now all of a sudden, it's this is what's crazy to me. This is why I can't run my brain around.
4: They were screaming MVP. And
8: yes, and now we've gone all the way back and here's what, look, this is why it's tough as a Raider fan for us to understand this stuff. I'm gonna play a soundbite for you. This comes from the Godfather. This comes from the Maverick. Listen to these words. This is what the Raiders were founded on.
0: We were gonna stretch the field vertically. When we came out of the huddle, we weren't looking for first downs. We didn't want to move the chains. We wanted touchdowns. We wanted the big play, the quick strike. They tell quarterbacks, take what they give you. That all sounds good to everybody, but I always went the other way. We're going to take what we want. We're going
8: to take what we want. We don't worry about first downs. We're not worried about completions. We want damn touchdowns. Derek Carr threw eight of his 45 passes on Sunday, more than seven yards downfield, and only had four completions that traveled more than five
9: yards downfield. I mean, look, p- go, Jeff, please jump in. Well, you know, you, we're talking about stats. Um, so after week 14, the top 10 passing leaders in the NFL Tom Brady, number one. Four- Who's also 60, I saw, since
8: Six he's years old? Uh, just about. <laughs> since he's been with the Buccaneers, 60 touchdown passes, zero interceptions in the red zone. No sh. There you go. Yes, unfreaking believable. There you
9: go. So you got so you got Tom Brady uh going to the playoffs. Derek Carr is second. I, I I don't I don't understand that. I mean, yes, he threw some balls down the field. I don't understand that. But then you got Matthew Stafford right underneath him, playoff quarterback. Justin Herbert, playoff quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, playoff quarterback, Kirk Cousins, whatever. Josh Allen, <laughs> playoff quarterback. Joe Burrow in the hunt, Dak Prescott, playoff quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, playoff quarterback. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, these stats. This is what the people that will ride or die with Carr, no matter what. This is what they lean on. But I don't care about this. I want the win loss record to look good, and I want to be a playoff quarter or I want to have a playoff quarterback. Right now, we don't have a playoff quarterback. You got Kirk cousins. cousins.
4: You're stuck, <laughs> Swaggy. You're stuck. You're 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 in the minority right now. <laughs> I don't think so. Because you are stuck on the damn scoreboard, and you need to quit that. (laughs) You need to quit looking at that scoreboard, and you need to just get that out of your system (laughs) and focus on other things. Exactly.
8: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. So, (laughs) that was funny. Derek Carr is the first quarterback. I'm almost done. We'll move on cars is the first quarterback to complete at least 33 passes and lead his team to fewer than 10 points since Carson Wentz in, uh, in uh, 2019. <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right, let's, so that's enough about Derek. Okay, we're not going to pick on Derek anymore. I know who we can pick on. Let's pick on Gus Bradley, Captain Innovation over there. Oh my okay, God. listen, Gus. Hey, come Who with...
4: you canonized when we got him. We all did. Oh we my all God. did. And
8: love him still. But this dedication. Look, it's the Tin Cup thing. If you haven't seen the movie Tin Cup, it's Kevin Costner. He gets to this spot in a golf tournament, and he's trying to make a shot. He's trying to like clear this, like, like water thing, whatever, water hazard, okay? But he's in the lead for the tournament, misses the shot. He could take the drop and close out the tournament and still win. Right. But instead, he says, no, I'm gonna make the shot. So instead, he keeps trying and he keeps trying and he keeps trying and he never makes the shot. And slowly, he works himself down the leaderboard and he loses the tournament that he was leading. And if he would have just taken the drop, he would have won, okay? Gus Bradley's commitment to the cover three defense is unbelievably
4: tin cuppish.
8: Tin cuppish and ill-advised when it comes to playing the Chiefs. So when you look at the Chiefs, and they've which it ends up being a two-high safety for the Raiders, they've faced two high safeties less than 40% of the time in only two games this season. You want to guess which two? Mm. 28% against the Raiders and 24% against the Raiders in week 14. One of the big plays that we were, blows my mind, part of the cover three is that you have a deep deep dropping middle linebacker. But they have to match up with wide receivers, and when their name is Tyreek Hill and your defender is Corey Littleton and Patrick Mahomes extends the play by getting out of the pocket, guess what? You're going to and lose that every single time. Look, so why not adjust from a coach's perspective, Mosh? Help me sports, with
4: this. Sports are two things. Sports are like, – most of them are a game of inches, right? Of course, football has – that has been coined. But sports are – especially the one that we're passionate about, football – is is a game where you have and 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 I'm going to go slow. Matchups, amen. And if we're not producing the matchups, then do we have? Are we that short on people that we have to continually go with the same matchups? Isn't the definition of get Sunny on the phone? Isn't the definition of insanity is when you keep doing the same thing over and over again? That's what Graham's Graham's a said. Yep. Oh, is yeah. that what he said? Yeah. Like, if I could read this damn thing, I would. <laughs> but 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 that's, the that's point, a great point. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's matchups. And if our matchups, if we don't have the 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 players to to do those matchups, then we need to try somebody else. Okay? Now, again, and this would go back to what Swaggy would say. Well, the matchups aren't working between the quarterback and the receivers, so put in put in Mariota. But is 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 Mariota gonna have that kind of time with that weak offensive line? I don't
9: think so. I don't. I don't. But he can extend the play. That's and that's what's bah, interesting. That's and that's what's Possibly. interesting
8: about. But Derek can too. And one of the, Scott, but and he, one of the but best plays Well, but he did, This is again. This blows my mind. One of the best plays of the game. Derek steps up, avoids getting sacked, steps to the left in the middle of the trash on the off on the, of the line of scrimmage, dumps it down to Hunter, who takes off for like 15 yards, and we're all going, yes, that was amazing. But then, so many times when Derek steps back and he's got time, check down. Right. Check down. Right. It's like, what? Well, I just don't understand. And I want
9: to jump off of what uh, Uncle Mosh said just just a little bit or feed off of it. Um, He's talking about matchups. We all remember watching the Super Bowl this past year.
4: Well, we try to forget it, but.
9: Well, because it was a horrible game as a Raider fan because we didn't like anybody that was playing. Yeah, absolutely. But remember the game plan against the Chiefs? Pressure. Mm -hmm. Pressure. Blitz the guy. Put this guy on his ass. Mm -hmm. And we saw the results. How is that so hard to understand and comprehend? Yeah, and Levante David
8: and Devin White had monster games. Yes. Yes.
9: Why would you not do that against him? Because that's how you rattle him. When are we going to get a coach in here that understands if you put pressure on him? It's it, he it becomes a little more inaccurate because you know he's going to be trying to do these Madden 22 throws no between looks the legs and all and, that crap. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dipsy does whatever. Put this guy on his ass even if you don't get a sack. Get him get pressure on him. Well, you know, I just don't understand
8: that. I agree and you know and it's funny when you look at back like you look at like um I'll never forget like the Patriots a Super Bowl against uh against the Panthers or like you see some of the ways that teams will beat the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, or whatever, like they hit them every single play. Like, even if they allow completions, even if they allow like short dink and dunk type stuff, they're still hitting the quarterback on every single play. And I know it's tougher even in recent history in today's NFL, but that's an excellent point, Jeff. Like, Let's just freaking hit him. If he's going to make plays anyways, if you're going to lose by 39 points anyways, you might as well beat the shit out of their quarterback in the process. Like that's, you know, that's the, how
4: Davis football too. Well, and that's the mentality that they that we used to give to the deep to the guys covering deep. If you know you're going to give up that ball and it's going in for a touchdown, get the PI just get you the dpi yeah the damn yeah, yeah, PI. yeah because if he's going to catch that and score on you 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 live to play another day Amen. on the 7 or the 9 or the 14 or the 2 but you live to play another day and that's what we're not doing we're not sending these guys in going nutso on the front line um but again that's that that's that that Gus Bradley not blitzing Not you know why is why is Jonathan Abram not just standing back there moving his feet and then going in and killing somebody on every play? Absolutely,
8: I agree. I'd scrape him as like a linebacker type. I mean it's it's yeah, I'm with you, Mosh. That's a great point. Um, Okay, last last one, and then we'll move on. Um, So. The Raiders have moved to now the 14th overall pick in the draft. Actually, I got two more, the 14th, 14th, oh Good. Yeah. 14th overall pick in the draft. So, uh, everybody's looking at some Michigan players. Of course. Um, a lot of these stats I got tonight. Um, a, a new follow for me on Twitter is, uh, as Raider nation, Boston. If you yeah. if you don't follow Raider nation on Boston on Twitter, check them out, man. Great stats. Great follow there for the Raiders. Um, here's the last one. All right. And let's end on this. Let's go to uncle Mosh and then Mosh throw it to Swago. And then we'll hit a break. Um, I mentioned earlier the room collectively lost its mind when the Raiders decided to kick a field goal down 35 to nothing. Um, when the Raiders were down 35 to nothing and they have a play in the game plan that goes behind the first down marker, that's a coaching <laughs> issue. That was cited by, look, one of the most positive, kind, nice people. In Raiders media, highly respected. I think this guy is one of the best representatives of Raiders, like beat writers in the media, is Hondo Carpenter. That was Hondo's quote. The Raiders have coaching issues if they don't have it. Then he wrote all capitals, wow. And then they settled for the field goal. We love Coach Passaccia. We love Coach Olsen. We love these these guys have been nothing but kind to us, extended conversation. We've – and nothing but enjoy – so this is not coming from a negative space. But, Mosh, that's hard. And when you got one of the biggest supporters of this team and celebrators of this team calling them into question, as a coach, man, like what do you – what would you say? Okay, if it's not me and Swag, if it's Olsen and Basaccia in here, what do you say to them?
4: <clears throat> well, they're not going to change. They're, they're not going to – spots aren't going to become stripes in the middle of a game, Okay and if they have the same thing that that the point i made earlier in the in the at the top of the show when if we had the team that could peel off four victories left then we would be in the playoffs but we don't have that team so we don't have the team that's going to pull out all the stops and go you know what it's fourth down instead of kicking a damn field to goal let's just go for it we don't that's not the mentality that we're dealing with and that's what i think gus bradley's problem is is because he's stuck with that cover 3 you know i think that's the problem with with the offense that we're not we're not in that mindset so they're not going to change because people would go if we went for it instead of going when you're down they'd go oh that's so ballsy that's great that's great that's great but we're not, that's not in our game plan. That's not in our DNA. That's not in our makeup right now for this team. That's not what we have to do. So that's why we didn't do it. So is that an indictment then of the talent? Is that the coaches
8: basically messaging, saying like, I can't trust you to do this, so I'm not going to put you in that spot.
4: I'm not saying that at all. I didn't say that. No, 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 no. I'm asking a question. And I'm saying, and, and and I'm answering. It's not an indictment at all. It's saying that that's not where they feel their strengths are. Okay. You know, and and so they're not going to do that. And by by sticking with what they have, what they think is going to win, it may be right, wrong, or indifferent, but it's what they know and it's what they planned for. And it didn't work. It just didn't work. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
8: All right, let's catch a break, and then uh, we'll get on the next segment.
4: I'm not playing any – I'm not playing any current stuff. I'm going all old school Okay, tonight. let's do it. Let's and we sure can use this guy's yeah. help. Okay.
1: Oh,
10: let's hey, go. Hey, Raider Nation, just want to say hello. to Pastor Mondo of
1: nationministry.net. You're listening to Raider Fan Radio with Uncle Marsh and my brother, Merp. Just win, baby.
8: Okay, I got one more for you, and this is hilarious. Come on. <laughs> okay. So on the Raiders' drives this year against the Chiefs, <laughs> we have eight punts, seven turnovers, three touchdowns, one field goal, one turnover on downs. Nice. The Chiefs have ten touchdowns, four <laughs> field goals, two victory formations, two punts, and a missed field goal. All right, I'm done with that.
4: All right. Um <laughs> give a shit about the chiefs. What kind <laughs> of stupid thing you've ever said. You get oh my two for gosh. That. Uh, oh geez. Okay. All right.
8: So, um you know, if uh you hadn't heard so Divine Diablo, one of the the uh, and and I'm 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 skipping around a little bit here cuz I forgot I do have You're all right, you're okay. good. Uh Divine Diablo, uh, rookie uh d- defensive back for the Raiders, uh number 5. You know, um a lot of the uh criticism out there of the team this year has been the lack of leadership and um, you know from prominent positions and so we still you know whatever you can question that however you want to the truth that we saw this week though is that one of these young men who's a rookie on this team um, absolutely stood up and was willing to While it seems like a slight comment, I think that the messaging is loud and clear. And uh, check out what Divine Diablo said about uh, how some people are handling practice.
6: Um, Personally, I feel like a lot of people is just, lack of better terms, fold. Um, They'll just lay down and come to practice, not ready to practice. And I I know I'm a rookie, but I don't want my teammates to do that. I'm going to make sure they're ready to practice. And
4: we bring that intensity every day. First time we've heard something like that in years.
8: That's an incredible comment from that young man. Um, I love it. I love the messaging. I would have loved to have heard that from Derek Carr.
4: That was a ballsy thing for a kid to say.
8: really was, right? I mean, for a guy that's – I mean, he's not fighting for a roster spot, but he's definitely fighting for playing time. He's just recently started getting in the lineup. And so I applaud him for that. I mean, I think that's important. I think that that messaging uh, is, is important to get out there. And it's it's important to hold people accountable, and, and, yeah. and he certainly is. Um All right, I got one more for you. Um, This is okay. This is interesting, man. Okay, and and this is I landed on this because let me get my notes together here. Um, I landed on this because coming off of the the last week, uh, or excuse me, yeah, the the Washington game. um, You know, I I mentioned I went to the game and it was it was a weird environment. It was to me. I'm not saying that Allegiant Stadium is bad. I'm not questioning Raider fan necessarily, but it's just so different than. And you guys heard me kind of rhapsodize about that, about kind of lamenting, you know, Oakland and 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 the difference sure, in it sure. went up. Well, listen, I'm one. I'm one guy. I'm here in a bonus room with with my best friend and my uncle, and we're here talking about th- this Raiders team, and and uh, and we're just podcast hosts. But when it comes down to the one and one a of Raider superfans, it is Gorilla Rilla, and it is the Violator Wayne Mabry. Wayne Mabry got interviewed by the Las Vegas Review Journal, and I want I want you I want your guys' response on this. I'm going to read it, but then and then I want you guys to jump in because I've already given my feeling on this. So I want to hear from you guys. Swag, let's go to you after I get done reading this. Okay, and then throw it to Mosh. The article goes like this. Consider this. Raiders sold out their personal seat licenses in January 2020 for shadowing would have been a sellout after sellout in a city supposedly thirsting for professional sports. But they've yet to fill Allegiant Stadium with a capacity crowd and gobs of empty seats have prevailed or prevent, excuse me, gobs of empty seats have been prevalent throughout the season. Most recently, last Sunday, the Raiders played the Washington football team in a pivotal matchup between teams jockeying for playoff positioning. Not even in the gravity of a long-awaited regular season opener in September uh, of uh, the 14th against the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football could prompt an Allegiant Stadium sellout. Average attendance inside Allegiant is is uh, 61,000, and it's, uh, it's 65,000 in terms of capacity. Swarms of opposing fans continue con- uh, contribute to that average by flocking from their respective markets to Vegas when their teams play the Raiders. Those who root for the Bears, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and Washington have been particularly impactful this season, cheering as loud or louder than Raider fans during games. Opposing players have noticed... I'm not used to playing away games where you have a crowd that can rival the home crowd. That comes from uh, Chicago tight end Jasper Horstead. He said that in October after beating the Raiders in a game in which the noise from the opposing crowd no doubt contributed to the Raiders committing 10 penalties for 82 yards. They're making so much noise, you saw a lot of penalties that are caused solely because of that. Ardent Raiders supporters like Wayne Mabry, the violator, have been taken aback by the way opposing fans have infiltrated their stadium. Fellow Raiders diehard Christian Wee says it doesn't take it doesn't make any sense. It's like, what's going on here? I love the entertainment there. It's on a different level than we've ever had in Oakland. Mabry said acknowledging a, a various pregame halftime in game acts. It's Vegas. So they had to re- raise the bar to be a part of that. To that point, the majority of the Raiders fans who do attend home games tend to be more tame than they were in Oakland. From my point of view, this is Wayne quoted, from my point of view, it may take two or three seasons just for them to let that sink in. The team feeds off your energy. If you're sitting on your ass, there isn't no, there isn't any energy. I'm speaking as a fan. Forget corporate. We're talking in the seats. Me, personally, it's like I'm in some visitors effing stadium. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. Like, that is, like, again, you're talking about... The legends of Superfans that yeah, you he was can't just get, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There is no more yep. higher royalty. So yep. my question to you is: that I want to hear your response on that, but also on the heels. So the team is floundering on the field, mm-hmm. and now we have this thing. Like I'm glad I was glad to read that, Jeff, and I'll set you up a little bit with it. I'm glad <laughs> to read that because my thoughts and my what I came with on the on the last show about that experience. Like it was kind of validated
9: there. Like he was kind of vibing with the same thing that I was feeling there. Yeah. Um, there's nothing like Oakland. There was nothing like it. Opposing fans were terrified to come to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. There's that fear is no longer there. It's Las Vegas. It's a touristy town. People come from all over. Those are the destination games where if you see as an opposed as, as an a, a different Fan of a different team, you circle that one on the calendar and go, "Oh my gosh, that would be such a fun vacation to go to." So you're going to have that in Las Vegas, no matter what. Uh, the Oakland feel is gone, but it also doesn't help when you have the uh, the results on the field that you have. So after a few games, when they crap the bed and they lose. Now some of your even more passionate fans will say, you know what, I'm going to go get my money back. I'm going to start saving up for next year. Right, right. So they start selling tickets to Chiefs fans and to Washington fans and to Bengals fans and all that stuff. So, you know, they they work hand in hand. You know, yes, the team needs home field advantage. They've got to have it, you know, because there's some games during the season that those extra fans and that extra noise and stuff like that, that will change a game. You know, a a, a false start penalty, you know, excuse me, something like that. That will change the entire outlook of a game just in a matter of moments. And, you know, but can you begrudge a fan for selling tickets when the product is what it is? You know, I mean, that that it does shock me that it wasn't sold out the first part of the season or, or a full stadium. Yeah. You know, that game against Baltimore was an epic game. It was an incredible win, you know, especially looking at the way Baltimore has played, you know, I mean, that was that was a huge win to start the season. And that surprises me that it wasn't full then, but You know these games now. The game you went to against Washington, it it doesn't shock me at all to see that it was probably half Washington fans, and you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I I wouldn't go half, but it was it was the key locations around the stadium,
8: like the black hole, right? Like that's what was so surprising to me because like when when I went to the Dolphins game, it was not like that. There wasn't a bunch of Dolphins fans running around. Like and so Mosh when. We talked about when the Raiders went to Vegas, that like how where we live outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville's got the same thing going on, but Nashville's not Vegas. We love Nashville, but like it's not Vegas. And so you have people that are planning their vacations around and all that. Um, but tell me about like what are you what are your what are your thoughts about that about about someone like Wayne kind of coming out with those comments?
4: I love Wayne. Wayne's awesome. Wayne 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 will always be one of those one of those figureheads that that is just he's just amazing. I've got his I've got his little little card right here. <clears throat> but we went we went through this a little bit. You don't remember, but when we moved to L.A., we went through that. But oh. the 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 problem was is that, and I'm uh, let me back up. It's not a problem, but the L.A. was easily more of the ability to assimilate into what we had at Oakland. You know, uh, we, we've got Pete Koch on here on our thing, and we've got, a, we've got a, so many of our listeners are from L.A. The older ones are with me on that. They can remember. I would have loved to have been in, in L.A. and gone to one of their tailgates. I'll bet they were amazing. I'll bet they were just as good as what we had in Oakland. I'll bet they were phenomenal. I'll bet the food was crazy and the and just the vibe and everything was was crazy. But it was you still had some of that that old school mentality, okay? We've moved. We've moved on. We have new owners. We have uh, we have new mindset. We have a new home. It's not. It's not Oakland. It's not ever gonna be Oakland. There's some things that you can bring from that, like we talked about with the Vasichi and the and the tailgating and the Modelos and yeah, you know yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that. That that can be part of it. But we don't. We're not ever gonna have a trough to piss in. <laughs> At Allegiant,
5: <laughs> no. you know we're not ever yeah. gonna
4: we're not ever gonna have that. We need to, we 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 need to move on from that. Okay, we're not ever people are never gonna ever 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 be scared to go to Allegiant Coliseum. They're never right. Nev- they're right. Not, it's not gonna be there. So and so we can't we can't chastise Raider fan for because Raider fan is a different fan than it was. Back in the 70s and 80s. Well, that's it's,
8: what I want to ask you then. So, and, and I'm sorry, Jeff, because, you know, you're more recent to this thing. But I want to ask you then, Mosh. So then, are we talking about, like, I know we're never going to stop being Raider fans. Like, I'm not talking about, like, the whole general scheme of things. But we got to kind of, like, adjust our expectation here of, well, like, what? like well,
4: You know, we we have to adjust our expectation every year. We haven't been. Somebody in the chat said, and, I, and it was scrolling past me, and all I caught was that the people haven't feared us in 20 years. And they haven't, they haven't feared us in twenty years, you know. Uh, and, and and they won't until we're good. They won't, they won't until we're good. And until we get that golden ticket, Charlie, we're not going to have the secret. And until we start winning, until why would we? Why would we not sell our tickets to Washington? Why would we not sell our tickets to whatever? When you don't have the product, you're not going to have the people to buy it. And until we can get that product, it's gonna those seats are those seats you can't you can't get a seat to a Tampa Bay game right now in Tampa Bay. You can't get a seat to to wherever you're, whoever you want to talk about. When Tom Brady was in, and I know we abuse him, but he's an easy one to use. When they were in New England, you couldn't get a seat in New England. You know, because people don't want to give them it's up. Green and, Bay, and like Green it's hard Bay. as heck to oh get. Oh a- my gosh! Unless you're wearing a stupid cheese head, you'd look really funny in a Raider jersey and a cheese head. You know, <laughs> but
9: you, but you, you know, what I'm saying. Great point. <coughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I and I'll say that you know, and and it it go. It's like that with every team. When the team is good, fans will come. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we I've seen that. You know, my. When I grew up here in Middle Tennessee and went to a ton of Titans games. And when the Titans were good, you couldn't find a seat either. Give them a
4: reason. Give them you a know? reason to
9: come. But yeah, the product on the field was fantastic. And so people came and people wouldn't give up their tickets. It was a hot ticket. But then going through the mid to late 2000s with the Titans and, and early tw- you know 2010s and stuff like that. Oh, they were awful. They were terrible. And so it was another one of those things where it was a touristy attraction. You know, go to Nashville, go hang out and go to the Honky Tonks and go to Broadway and do all that stuff. And Chicago fans and whoever, Raider fans. I mean, you know. Oh, we when, saw 20,000 Raider fans show up you know, there. We, the first we, time I was on Raiders fan radio, I was at that tailgate, and it was probably 70% Raider fans at Nissan Stadium. It was crazy. And that we are, lot. we are, we are
4: that, that we have always been, and we always will be that blue collar group, that the every man kind of team, you know? And that was, that was our origin. And but, again, so many of us are getting like me, are getting old, and, you know, we, we want to pass that legacy on to our kids and our grandkids and everybody else, but we've gotta have, we got to have something to show them. This, oh, to, you know, we we so got to well be said. able to You're say so well. this is why we do what we do, and, and, and if it's not there in, in today's whatever generation they are who are into instant gratification, here, if I can't pull it up on my phone, Okay? And, and so that's when I hand him my phone and go, "Here, Google Black Sunday." You know? No, but, no, no. <laughs> you know, we're still there. We're still you, me, Jeff, Michelle, uh, King Louie. We all work for a living. You know? We 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 got to we got to we got to we got to take our, our our funds and go. Okay, I'm going to put this on the Raider game and ah, uh, yeah, but if I can sell that one, you know, I mean, it's just once we get once we get a product worth selling, you're gonna see the vibe change. You're gonna see it change. Well,
9: and I and I like what Aaron the Q Dog Raider says in, in the chat. He was talking about uh uh it, it pushes the casual fan away. When the product isn't good, the casual fan that you know ever they all got a Derek right, right, right. Car jersey and a Raider hat, and they'll go to the games because it's fun to watch them because they're good. But when the team is bad. It's only the passionate it's only fans us like us that will yeah, be yeah, yeah. there all the time, no matter what, no matter who good or bad they are. But the team, especially moving to a new city, Las Vegas, who what is a touristy city? And so you're going to have a lot of the casual people just strolling in and, and, you know, going to the game, you know, whatever. But if you're not going to give them a good product and they'll say, OK, well, I'll just go back and root for... Whoever you know, right, right, right. So putting a good product on the field is going to bring more of those casual people in. That you know, those casual fans filled part of the Alameda Coliseum as well. Oh sure, absolutely. You know? And 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 look, and, and and Oakland
8: had its attendance issues too. There's a reason that all those tarps are on the top of Mount Davis. Like it wasn't like Oakland never suffered from attendance issues. Um, I think it was. It's the disproportionate amount of opposing fans that are coming in. But Mosh, I. That your point resonated so much with me is that here we are, and it because we hear it from our younger fans all the time like, when's it gonna be our turn? When's it gonna be our turn? We hear about the, all these old stories from you guys, but your point is so critical that, like, well, all my boys I've an 18 year old son and I have a 15 year old, almost 16 year old son. All they know is the Raiders suck. That's all they know, right? There was one blip on the radar, but on Christmas Eve, it was ripped out from underneath us because Derek Carr broke his ankle. That's it, like, their whole life. The Raiders have been terrible. So they know dad's a crazy fan, but they're not crazy fans. They like it, they support it, but they're not rabid fans because what is it they got to root for? Right? Yeah. Four and twelve?
9: Exactly.
4: It's what I root for. <laughs> <laughs> <It's gonna break. laughs>
8: Patrick Glaybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do
3: you like football? What are they, Patrick? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got swag, Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio.
8: I appreciate everybody checking in here for uh, episode number 230 of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this upcoming game against the Browns. Look, ugh there's a chance, we got a shot, Baker's out, they have a ton of key players that are out. Their head coach is out. There's literally no reason the Raiders shouldn't win this game. I mean, yeah, it's on the road, but it's only 38 degrees, which is balmy in Cleveland terms in December, especially late December. Like, there's no reason that the Raiders should not win this game. And frankly, if they do, I don't care how down the other team is, the Raiders can only control what they can control, and they're going to play the team they're going to play. And so, as long as Miles Garrett doesn't go both ways and turn into an offensive juggernaut like he is a defensive juggernaut, then the Raiders got a pretty good chance to hey, win.
4: Hey, if he goes both ways, that's his business. All right, <laughs> <laughs> don't get all crazy on that. That's up to him. We ain't <laughs> passing judgment here. <laughs> no, we don't judge. <laughs>
8: <laughs> you ever see that Family Guy skit <laughs> where the, the Italian the Italian family finds out about the alternative lifestyle of, of the one of the one guy's name is Joey? And he goes, hey, my, he's just creative. He's a backwards (laughs) mechanic. He likes to play in the dirt. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) so funny. Oh, my gosh.
9: All right, so what do you think about this Cleveland game? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you. We should win. They only got like 13 active players on their team that doesn't have COVID. So, you know. There should be, like, there's not even a lot to analyze, right? You wouldn't think so. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. We'll find out on Saturday, you know, whatever, (sighs) in the first five minutes of the game. You know, it's, you know, the team seems to play to their opponent. So when the opponent is shitty, they're going to play shitty. Yeah. You know, except for, you know, the Chiefs games where the Chiefs have been good and the Raiders, they don't play up to their opponent. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it should be a slam dunk. I mean, why not? Why not, man? It should. But the, the frustrating part is we haven't had one of those games yet this year. What? I feel like just like a slam dunk, like beat their ass. I mean, I guess well, the Eagles game. Well, the Eagles game sort pretty of pretty kind definitive kinda, yeah, for us. Yeah, pretty definitive. And I guess the Broncos, but like one of those freaking just just kick them right in the teeth games. Like, and this is lined up to be that game. You it know? should be. You've, you've got all, you've got your leader at the helm out with COVID. I mean, that should be. And, and Case Keenum is also out. Oh, you're Uh, kidding. Yeah. Oh, so so, who's going to even start a QB? uh, I don't even know who their third stringer is. Oh, shoot. Um, It's a guy he played for for the 49ers a couple years ago. Oh, Nick Mullen? Nick Mullen. Oh, shit. You know, that guy destroyed
8: us. Yeah. You remember that you don't you remember that I, game? I remember that game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, terrible like news. Yeah, to 3 or Yeah, that's like terrible that, news yeah. for us. I think that was a Monday night football game when the the chat room will know. Yeah. Uh,
9: shout them out who's in there. Yeah, we got Watts Raider, Tyrone Graves, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Storm Fabricator, Gill, uh Paul is in there. Oh, Storm is oh. in there. Uh Fargo Raider Randy Hansen. Uh let's up, coach? see. Uh Tyrone Graves Mark Thompson, Raider Loco is in there. Uh, Let's see. Scroll up. Kill Jadis, Michelle Sweat is in there. We've got the whole crew, man. Awesome, man. Appreciate you, chat room. And, hey, uh, let's see on
8: the comments there. Is this a slam dunk for us or are we crazy? Like, I mean, I know we've been playing, like, literally turned in the worst game in 62-year history, but I I think this is a slam dunk game. I don't even think that there's a lot to (laughs) – you can't match us up against second and third string players and not expect to win. Like, I mean – they're still the Raiders. They're still an NFL football team. They're still talented as heck at so many different positions, and we've seen them do well. We've seen them respond well. So I mean, and, and frankly, we play on the road better than we play at home. So I think we, I think we got a shot at this. I think we got a shot. Mosh, what do you think?
4: Well, so I thought about, I thought a lot about this this week as I was as I was doing whatever I was doing, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe this should be the week that we. Uh, maybe we should do the point counterpoint. You know, maybe this is the week. Shut up, Tyrone. (laughs) He says, yeah, while you were driving around playing Candy Crush. Uh, Shut up. Because you were. (laughs) I only do that at the end of the driveway where I can get internet. Um, But but maybe this is the week when I pick Cleveland. Because for the last six weeks, I've been saying, oh, this is our defensive game. This is what we're going to break out. And everything I claim goes the other way. Oh okay. so I'm gonna go negative and I don't bl- and I'm not superstitious no. but I but I like a good superstition. We're gonna get killed. Raiders are gonna get killed. We're gonna lose by 60 <laughs> We're barely gonna have enough we're gonna fumble every other every other down. <laughs> You know, we're
8: we're gonna fumble the 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 fifth version of the cycle where an
4: offensive lineman (laughs) picks up a fumble and then fumbles it. (laughs) That's the only thing else I can say. That's the only if 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 that means because everything else I've said on the predictions for the games for the last since you know. 2003 have, <laughs> <laughs> have gone right to hell. So I'm going to say that we're going to lose by 148 <laughs> points. Nice. <laughs> love it, Mosh. <laughs> we're not covering every any spread. Everybody in Vegas is going to lose. It's going to be ugly. I love it. Fly in the
8: face of danger, Uncle Mosh, man. I love come it. Come on.
4: And I'm going to be there watching. Heck oh, yeah, man. Every single snap.
8: That's right. Absolutely. All right, let's hit the. I got a Raiders of Pop Culture for you. Let's hit a break.
4: Oh, let's go with Brockman. He, he makes me laugh. Oh, hey,
0: buddy. what's up? It's Brockman from The Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tufo from The Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh.
4: On the fan, fan Radio. radio. Yes. <laughs> Foxy Scorpio says, "Ah, oh, we probably get on the wrong plane and go somewhere else and have to forfeit." <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there
8: we go. That's awesome. All right, we'll show up to play the the well, they're not the <laughs> Indians anymore, were they? Cleveland Warriors. Is that what they are now? Yeah, I forget, whatever the new team for the Indians is. Okay. Um, all right. So, real quick, before we get to Raiders and pop culture, I do want to give you a couple of off the field announcements. So, the Raiders today, uh, or at least Allegiant Stadium, was awarded Super Bowl, so LVIII, that's 48. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, know. Super Bowl 48 is coming to Las Vegas. It's scheduled for February 11th, 2024. Originally, it was going to be played in New Orleans. Originally, it was going to be played in New Orleans, but when the uh, w- when the NFL added the 17th game, uh, that bled over into Mardi Gras, and they didn't want to uh, conflict with Mardi Gras, so they reassigned it to the Raiders. Mark Davis today, this is interesting, thanked all 31 owners and the whole nine yards. I know what you're about to say. Right? When you're not winning on the field, it's nice to win off it. Wow. Oof. I think I that shot's fired. I think that's way shot's fired. Absolutely. Uh, and and like Charles yeah. Woodson said, everyone's on notice. Um, one last thing. So speaking of everybody hey, being on notice, Frank from NorCal says that that is Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Thank you, Frank from NorCal. See, I don't Frank do math. knows. I can't do math. I can't even do Roman numeral math, man. I got That's why I talk about the Raiders Super Bowls is like, oh, it's Super Bowl Fifteen or Super Bowl Eighteen, right? Um, all right. So uh, here's interesting. Under the new NFL rules, again voted on today, teams can start to interview potential GM and head coaching candidates. During the last, or any coaching candidate, during the last two weeks of the regular season, starting December 27th, teams must interview minimum of two external minority hand- candidates for GM and one for head coaching position. So the so interesting time for the Raiders where likely we're going to be hiring a, uh, a new head coach. Um, it's good that the Raiders are going to get a jump start on that versus prior years. All right, um, so let's go to, uh, to Raiders and pop culture. So this is one... I've got for you from last week. Uh, I didn't have a chance to get to it because we we were running along. Uh, We're going to hit this real quick, and then we're going to jump into the sea of fans. Uh, So this comes to us from our buddy, uh, Scott Gilbranson, who uh, on his show um, talked about uh, a time, Mosh, where Hunter S.
4: Thompson
8: Thompson, uh, interviewed Al Davis. So I'm going to play the clip for you where they were talking about this on the show. And then I went back and I found the interview and the article that Hunter Thompson wrote about Al Davis
0: was when Hunter S. Thompson decided that the Raiders were a national story, and and in a lot of ways that that really did popularize them, because here's a story about not just the football team but the 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 owner and the nature of the team, which appears in uh Rolling Stone magazine and he was attracted to them because they had a Hells Angels image with the black and silver uniforms players like Phil Villapiano and Tom Keating did ride motorcycles they would go down to Mexico and they would ride with the Hells Angels and they were maverick uh, players and led by this maverick owner and Al Davis, I, I'm sorry, Hunter Thompson spent a lot of time uh, with the Raiders around '73, and Davis gave him this weird, weird interview, <laughs> which is if you read if you read what what Thompson had written, you never really could tell what was real with Thompson. And oh, yeah. according to this interview, it was like Davis was talking about global warming and oh. and. Uh, environmental determinism and all this stuff. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. Is this an actual interview that Al Davis had?
8: All right. So Al Davis is famous for never talking about anything else but football. So that's why it was taken with such a grain of salt. But so I've got the So again, I, I found the article. So here we go. Raiders in pop culture. This is a famous uh, author uh, of fear and loathing in Las Vegas and, and lots of other things. Um, I'm not as familiar with his work, mosh, other than fear and loathing. Um, but he used to write for Sports Illustrated, and so he went and uh, and he, he says this. It's worth revisiting when the Raiders were weird and good. In 73, Rolling Stone sent Hunter Thompson to embed with the AFC West team. Thompson was deep into gonzo journalism by this point, and as an avid football fan, he desperately wanted to chronicle a session uh, with what was arguably the NFL's strangest team. Trouble was Davis didn't trust Thompson and neither did the Raider players who the who the Rolling Stone writer um, <laughs> plied with cocaine in order uh, for them to open up. And this is according to Robert Draper's history of the groundbreaking magazine, which is Rolling Stone. Um, and, and the funny caveat to that is that Thompson tried to write off the coke as an expense. Um, <laughs> what is follows is as uh, Thompson's first interaction with Davis, as reported in Fear and Loathing at the Super Bowl. Um, the other, So this is Thompson's words now in the article. The other was a small, wiry man in a tan golf jacket with a greasy ducktail haircut who placed along, uh, paced along the sidelines of both fields with a speedy kind of intensity that I never really noticed until he suddenly appeared very close to me, and I heard him ask a sports writer from the San Francisco Chronicle who I was and what the hell I was doing there. The conversation took place within 10 yards of me, and I heard most of it. This is Al talking. Who's the big guy over there with the ball in his hand? His name is Thompson, replied uh, the Chronicle sports writer. He's a writer for Rolling Stone. The Rolling Stones? Jesus, what is he doing here? Did you bring him? (laughs) No, he's writing a big article, Al. Rolling Stone is a magazine. It's different from the Rolling Stones. They're a rock music group. Thompson's a buddy of George Plimpton, I think. And he's a friend of Dave Bergen. You remember Bergen? Holy shit, Bergen? We ran him out of here with a cattle prod. So I saw Smith laugh at this point, and he was talking again. Don't worry, Al. Thompson's okay. He wrote a good book about Las Vegas. Good God, I thought. That's it. If they read the book, I'm finished. By the time I'd realized that this strange-looking bugger named Al, who looked like a pimp or a tack or track trout, was in fact the infamous Al <laughs> Davis general manager and de facto owner uh, of, the, of the Oakland Raiders, then I knew I was in big trouble. Davis glanced over his shoulder at me, then spoke back to Smith, Get that bastard out of here! I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's
4: awesome. So Hunter S. Thompson came to prominence in 1967. He embedded himself for an entire year living with the Hell's Angels.
6: Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah,
4: he uh, and he wrote this. He wrote an amazing uh, piece about them. Um, he was very politically oriented, and he, and he and he tied politics into into a lot of things. Um, there's a really good. Article about that uh, article, uh, an interview that Sonny Barger, who was the president de facto, still probably of of the HAs, and he talked about a situation that that Hunter Thompson had got into, where he got in a fight with one of the brothers. And, oh no uh, way! Yeah, you saying that the you know the, the the guy and his old lady were were having an issue, and he he smacked his old lady, and his dog bit him, and so he, <laughs> he he kicked his dog, and and Hunter Thompson stepped up and said, "Hey, you know anybody that would you know smack a woman and kick a dog?" And the guy <laughs> drilled him, and he's you know stay out of it. And and Sonny Barger was saying, you know, after living with us for a year, you should have known to mind your own damn business, oh, you know, my kind gosh. of a thing. But he wrote, he, "That's what that's what." jumped him into, and they called it grunge writing or...
8: Gonzo journalism. Gonzo
4: journalism, but he was a... He had a lot of health problems. He had a lot of drug problems. He ended up killing himself uh, at 67 years old. He, he, He shot himself and um, a lot of people came to his funeral. There was a lot of people that you know, but he was—he had tons and tons of health issues. But he wrote all kinds of stuff. Uh, very politically oriented. Uh, you know, when the 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 '68 Chicago uh, stuff happened at the at the Democratic National Convention, he was right in the middle of it. And I mean, he just—he was—he was right. He was that. That head of that counterculture, Ken Kesey kind of thing, you know, and and so everybody growing up out there remembers, you know, Hunter Thompson. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, so, man. Yeah, and that's was, good.
8: So that's awesome insight, Mosh. Love that, man. And yeah, so the, the guy, I love his, his interaction with Al Davis. Like, it, it never happened. Like, he never got a yeah. chance. Al just booted him out. Like, Al just didn't, didn't yeah. want him around. Nah, I don't need you. Yeah, I don't need you. All right, let's hit the C Fans <laughs> mailbag. <laughs>
2: Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's sad. He's thrown. It is.
8: Appreciate everybody checking in with us here at Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 230. Uh, Stacy Ruff Raider says, Damn it, I was on the Facebook page. It was like crickets. Here's my peeps. No offense, Facebook. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man, this is the gathering point. And so you can find us each and every week at, uh, at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, that is 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Definitely check in with us. And uh, and the rest of the most amazing chat room and community in all of Raider Nation, we appreciate you so very much. And before we get to the uh, the emails and, and, and voicemails, which you can email, us, uh, 909, email us, nine zero nine. Email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com. You can call us at 909-345-3346. But also, join us live, and we appreciate you so very much. Swago, who do we got in there tonight? And then Uncle Mosh, give us the emails. Yeah,
9: of course. We said we got uh, Stacy Ruff in there, Michelle Sweat, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Fargo Raider, uh, Aussie Raider Aaron, Randy Hanson, uh, Watts Raider is in there, uh, Ebony Graves, Tyrone Graves, Kill Jadis is in there, Fabricator Gill. Uh, let's see who else we got in there. Megan Garrison is in there. Uh, Mark Thompson, Storm. We got everybody. Paul is in there.
4: Paul? Paul. 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 Hello, RFR family. This will be a (laughs) two-part email. After an embarrassing showing last week to the ketchup and mustard team, we are once again faced with an off-season of uncertainty. And the most burning question is surrounding the owner and his decision for the future of this organization. To address the elephant in the room, no, Mark Davis is not selling the team. No, the team is not for sale, and even if it was for sale, the average Raider fan couldn't even afford to buy the franchise. (laughs) Second, who will the Raiders pick as their next head coach? Names have been circling around. Names like Dabo Sweeney the Bills' offensive coach, the Bucks' offensive coach, and my personal choice, Jim Harbaugh. Oh. Let's take a look at Coach Harbaugh's record in the NFL. Granted, it was for the wrong team in the NFL regular season. He was 44-19-1. Record for a winning percentage of, of 695. His postseason record is 5-3 for a winning percentage of .625, even though... It was for those god-awful Niners, the man is a proven winner. He absolutely knows what it takes to win at the NFL level, and he has proven he can get results quickly. Coach Harbaugh will bring a winner's mentality to the Raiders and have the balls to go for the jugular, something this current coaching staff doesn't have. The only question with Harbaugh is his position of power and how much say he'll have in personal decisions. Stay tuned for part two. Yours truly, Matthew Mingus, 2020 Gemini Man Award winner, most saltiest loser 2021. Hello, RFR family. (laughs) Here's part two. In the first part, I broke down Coach Jim Harbaugh and why he's my pick for the next Raiders head coach. There are just questions regarding his role in the team. There's the question of how much power he'll have in personnel, and I think... He won't be a Gruden-type hire where he has the final say in who gets drafted. I truly believe he will work alongside the GM and build a roster that will contend for championships. The second is... Will his NFL coaching career come into effect? In his last season as an NFL head coach, he went 8-8 eight and eight and missed the playoffs. While this is a disappointing season by his standards, this is his worst record as a head coach. <laughs> That's something we look forward to. <laughs> I truly believe that there will be no power struggle, that Mark Davis will run the franchise. Mike Mayock will run the personnel department and have the final say in who becomes Raider, and Harbaugh and his staff will coach. Yes, I said it. Mike Mayock will survive the year and remain GM. This first round track record isn't great with Farrell. F to the E
7: to the R to the R to the E to the L to the L. Arn- it ain't
4: Ferrell. Arnett, bust, Farrell, bust. First round track record isn't great with Farrell, bust. F to the E to the R to the R to the E to the L to the L. It ain't furl. Franchise pieces were found, though, for the future in Max Crosby, Nate Hobbs, Trevon Mullen, and Hunter Renfro. Trayvon, Malcolm, free agency hasn't been kind to him, but this year he's done well, getting the likes of Casey Hayward, Yannick, and Denzel Perriman. This year is a wash, but with Coach Harbaugh, We could go on a run similar to what the Niners did, only this time we will finish the job. That's all for me. Yours truly, Mangus the Matthew, Proud (laughs) Made Man 2020 Gemini Man Award winner, 2021 Saltiest Loser winner. Matthew. Hey, everybody. I hope you're all well and ready for another interesting show. Before I rant, I'd like to add my condolences and best wishes to everyone affected by the tornadoes last week. Amen. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. It's a horrible, helpless feeling to see such devastation and loss of life. Okay. Deep breath. Here we go. Welcome to the nightmare before Christmas. (laughs) I'm fairly sure the RFR family will want to state their case after Sunday, so I'll try and keep it brief. He says that four pages.
9: (laughs) Nice. Brief. Here at the top of the show. It's more like, it's like a legal brief. <laughs> I,
4: had, I had a lot more to say originally, but I've calmed down a little since then and ended out the stuff with Michelle's would have been proud of me. Uh, you know that feeling you get when a limb feels numb through lack of circulation? You know what I mean? Well, that's the feeling I've had in my stomach since Sunday. I did think initially it was the sweet chili chicken i have been eating. But no, <laughs> no. It turns out my soul is hurting. Oh, I thought it was a wonderful festive gesture by the Raiders to give the Chiefs an early Christmas present like that. Because we sure as hell put that game in a box and wrapped it in a ketchup and mustard ribbon, didn't we? Well... We've all seen some pretty bad games over the years, but that one has to be one of the worst. The whole thing being magnified because it was where it was, who it was against, and the manner in which it happened. It's not on any one player or coach either. That was a collective brain fart. If ever there was a collective brain fart, that was one of them. It was an inept A performance from so-called professionals. This was the worst as I can remember for a long time. How can such a meaningful game be over so easily after 20 minutes? Embarrassing doesn't even come close. As I said, it wasn't on any one player or coach. It was just a complete surrender in the worst of ways. As if the game wasn't going to be tough enough, we pressed self-destruct on the very first play. Although we could argue that we pulled that thread when we held a players meeting on their logo before the game. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for showing that 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 filth as little respect as possible. Hell, I'd have dropped my drawers and dumped on the damn arrowhead. <laughs> but if you're going to make that kind of a stand, make sure you're going to walk off the field at the end of the day with a W. Don't play Not as a if deuce. you, <laughs> Oh, nice <laughs> or a Cleveland Steamer. Uh, oh. Don't play as if you've never met each other before. The truest comment I read after the game was the rest of the season is now one big job interview, and there must be quite a few people having sleepless nights right now. I still firmly believe that there are a number of good players with great potential on our roster, enough for a good coach to work with any. All they need is good leadership, which brings me to a question for you all. The good ship Raiders appears to be rudderless at the minute, so just who is our leader, if we have one at all? It sure as hell ain't Coach Passaccia. D.C. looks to me as if he's running on empty as much as I like Mike Mayock. He's gone very quiet as of late. There are some serious big decisions to be made and some big questions. And we have to start at the top and work our way down. Mark Davis isn't a football guy. He's a fan for sure, but he's not like his dad. Football was Al's lifeblood, and Mark just hasn't got the football knowledge for the decisions that will be needed. I'm not sure we can trust him to make those decisions anyway. For me, the first appointment is a president ASAP, A-S-A-P. Then we can take a wrecking ball to the coaching staff. I still want Mayock to stay as GM, but I always saw him as a part of a double act with Gruden, and it wouldn't surprise me if a TV role with Rich Eisen hasn't already been discussed. And who could blame him? The next head coach appointment not only has to be good enough to build on the current foundation, but big enough to convince our good youngsters like Renfro, Crosby, Hobbs, etc., that the cause is still a just one. We can, and I'm sure we are, speculating as to which players will survive any call. Although I'm not sure... The changes on the roster will be as sweeping as some may think, but we'll have plenty on time to go over, and that and we'll have time to go over that detail on another day. I wish I was a fly on the wall during the week when everybody is on the practice field, because the one question that keeps running around my head is, what the hell do the coaches do during the week to prepare these players? Listening to, Divi, to Divi, divine Diablo, divine Diablos. Thank you comments. It would seem very little. This lot, particularly Basaccia and Olsen, make Dennis Allen look like an improvement. I'm growing oh. more and more convinced that Basaccia drew a short straw and didn't want the job in the first place, as I had said last week. Olsen couldn't find his ass with a map if he was sat on his hands. We've got so <laughs> many players that have lost their confidence in the system, the coaches and their own teammates, that the season can't end quick enough. It's hard to imagine anything other than 6-11. and 11. From here... And that's so unacceptable. I remember Mikey saying a few years ago, probably something like, "Murph." Okay, anyway, <laughs> I remember Mikey saying a few <laughs> years ago that the worst place to finish is 500 because you're stuck in the middle of the pack as far as draft pick, which is very true. But I'd snatch your hand off for a 9-8 and eight finish right now. I haven't seen or heard anything yet, but if I do hear one person on the staff blame the off-field dramas for the season going down the crapper, I will lose my shit completely. (laughs) Of course, the loss of life was a tragedy, and I'd never dismiss that. But if they choose that as some sort of reason, I'm going to go ape. I may be unpopular when I say it, and I don't want to cause offense, but what happened off the field shouldn't matter when it comes to game day. As far as the players are concerned, get over it. Do your job. It didn't stop Brent Far from bawling out the night after he lost his father. Come on, people. Wow. So prepare yourselves for many changes during the coming months. Everybody, it's going to be busy, but rest assured one thing won't change, and that's my love for this crazy-ass GD football team. I will not be swayed in my loyalty, and despite the fact that on Sunday I could have shaken them all warmly by the throat, I still love them all dearly because they wear that shield. Next stop, the warm climate and welcoming heartlands of Cleveland. Let's go, Raiders! Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton, Shopshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner, 2019. Foggy Glasses Award winner, 2020. BRT Sizzler scorekeeper. Proud made man. Five time, time, five time, five time -time, plus one, plus one. one. Winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler. Let's go, Paul.
8: Nice Nice job, Paul. So before I or while I play 30 seconds of Paul, for those of you that are on the YouTube, I'm going to flash this up here, and for those of you that are on the audio version of the podcast you can find all of our merch just by going to Raidersfanradio.com and click the gear button and I'm going to show you what Paul bought this week he got it or at least he got in he got his new long sleeve uh, Raiders fan radio t-shirt Oh no and, way. and a bunch of stickers for his new email machine yes. so we thank you so much Paul man for the amazing amazing support you give us here at Raiders fan radio.
0: Paul? Paul? Paul?
8: Paul? 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 Paul?
0: Paul? Paul.
2: Oh, Paul.
5: Paul. Oh. 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 Blood, blood, blood. Paul. Oh. Oh. Paul. 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 Oh. Oh. Paul. Paul. Paul.
0: Paul. Your name Paul. Hello? Paul. Hello? Paul. Paul. I'm him with Paul Paul. Who? Paul. Paul, yes, Paul. Paul's
7: not here.
4: Hey Paul. Paul. Uh hi. I'm Paul.
8: All right, we appreciate Paul. So very, very much there. And again, yeah, you can uh, you can email the show anytime at show at Raidersfanradio.com. Uh you can participate in our amazing chat room each and every week at youtube.com slash RaidersFanradio. Saw a comment in there from our uh, our from our buddy Raider Loco, who says, Did did uh, did we see the comments from Tim Brown this week? Yes. This is legit. So Mosh, you may not have seen this because you because you don't do the socials. Um, So, Timmy Brown came out with a statement on Twitter, and he says, at the end of the 99 season, it was a game changer for our team. It's the last game of the year. We have nothing to play for, but Kansas City is playing for the divisional title. We got down early in the game, and by half, we were down by 17. But something happened in the locker room that guys started talking about being sick and tired of losing to Kansas City and losing, period. There was a challenge issued. If you don't care, don't come out of the locker room. Well, we came out of the locker room, overcame the deficit, and beat Kansas City. That had only been done once in my previous 11 years. Wow. That catapulted us to the next three years to a Super Bowl, two AFC championship games, and the tuck rule game. Someone in the locker room has got to grab this team by the throat and refuse to allow them to fail. The question is, who is that guy or guys, and can they still stand up? And then in response to that, Rich Gannon, your 2002 NFL MVP, says, Wow, well said, Captain. I remember being in that locker room. And I also remember you bawling out every time you stepped on a football field. That's the kind of freaking mentality that we need to have. That's that, you know, Mosh, that's that legacy you're talking about that we passed down. Like, that's the kind of mentality that hopefully will be applied. And
4: see, and that's something that doesn't matter what venue you play in. Amen. That doesn't matter if you're in Foxborough, if you're in Tampa, if you're in effing Green Bay or Kansas City or San Francisco or wherever the hell you're at. Because you're, when it all comes down to it, you're on a piece of grass, whether it's real or whether it's artificial, and it's 100 yards long, and there's two yellow goalposts, and that's where you're at. It doesn't matter. Let's yep. go, man. It doesn't matter man. what city yep. it's yes.
8: in. Amen, Mosh. A freaking man. All right, uh, so uh, next up here on the Sea of Fans mailbag, uh, you can call the show anytime, 909-345-3346. And if you leave a message three times or email us an indefinite amount of times, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman. And if you want to get made here on Raiders Fan Radio... Call us in, and we got a we got a uh, one new caller this week, and we got some old school guys. And we appreciate all of these. The passion from Raider Nation is unmatched. Win, lose, or tie, it is freaking Raiders till we die. And we kick off this segment always with our capo because every crew needs a captain. He is Aaron, the Q
4: Dog Raider. Hit the like button for for Aaron. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Greetings, Don Murph, Consigliere Miles, Underboss Sunny, Sergeant Arms, the a Big Raider Trucker. Young Chili Dog from When the Universe Speaks, Ramon the Mean King, continue to get well, homie. Swag Jeff, Ron the Materator, QB Jeff, Nation. What's the definition of insanity? Would it be meeting on, I don't know, the Chiefs logo prior to competing on the road against the Chiefs whenever they got you outmanned, outprepared, and outhearted in every single phase of the game or um, possibly – uh, rooting for a team year in and year out that has no commitment to excellence. Um, maybe even never drafting a linebacker to lead a porous defense after a porous defense. Y'all know me. The draft is my thing. So I submit to you a prospect from the University of Michigan, co-defensive player of the year in Big Ten, and also at six five, two hundred fifty 250 pounds, I present to you, David Ochabo. Yeah. I mean, Go to the YouTube. He's legit? He's nation, legit. See what this cat's all about. Now, yesterday, Colin Cowherd he suggested that um, Derek Carr deserves better than the Raiders. I say the nation deserves better than Derek Carr and his whack-ass teammates. <laughs> now, Cowherd he went on and he stated Dan that uh, the Raiders can get a boatload in return for trading DC4, who's about to enter his last year, his contract. Hmm. i would be damned if I haven't been saying that for a long time. No. Now. Make D.C. forward the next Khalil Mack. But for those of us of age, the next Herschel Walker. Mm. Let Mayak actually have an entire Raiders draft for once. I agree. We had the best bridge quarterback that money can buy. MMA, Marcus Mariota, if you don't know him, the oost to some, I respect. Mm -hmm. Now, let's use MMA in 2022. Now, Coach Basakia... (laughs) He went on and said that, you know, we're all disappointed, hmm. and he doesn't believe in frustration because he believes that's wasted energy. The coaches, um, they, they wonder what else they can do in order to help the players. Well, shit, sure. Here, here's the fraud. How about motivating them fools, holding them accountable, checking <laughs> their chins, you know, getting in their grill, making sure that that BS they do on the practice fields translates into the game. I mean... Well, I'll hold that for a little bit later. Tom Brady, he threw his 700th touchdown pass this Sunday. Jeez. in an overtime win, but Derek Carr uttered his 700th excuse as to why we lost. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. Silver Linings. Divine Diablo. Y'all know why. As a rookie, Diablo is showing the type of leadership we've been clamoring for. Now, after the game, KJ Wright, long-tooth acquisition from Seattle, went on to say that he was embarrassed. Well, I'm glad that you took this many losses in order to come to the realization that your ass embarrassed. Hell, we're all embarrassed. We need to clean house. We've got players like Diablo, Trayvon Murray, Trayvon Mullen, Gillespie, Ngakwe, the Condor. We've got a young core that we can build around on defense. And I say we need to draft wholesale on defense this coming spring. And y'all meet me at the draft NLV. That's the place to be. And RFR, we will be doing it big.
8: Let's
5: go. But
7: to get back to the matter at hand. On offense, we need to go complete, and I mean complete, free agency. Clean house on both sides of the ball. Clean house. Get a new coaching staff, hopefully a red ass, but I don't want to see these up-and-coming 30-somethings try to lead the organization. We did that once, Dennis Allen, and we doubled down again whenever we fired that guy for cause. Um, hail to Al, by the way. You know, we, we don't need any more Kiffin types. That's what I want us to do. We ain't that far away, but we keep rolling further and further from shore by doing the same damn thing, the hit list. Jonathan Abram. Dan Levin, our entire offensive line, our defensive tackles, Josh Jacobs, thank you for setting the tone and putting yourself before everybody else, you ill-prepared, overrated Alabama product. <laughs> All the lobbyists, you number 13, Boston Moreau, Jonathan Abram again, simply because I can put him on the list again. Insurrectionists and in the entire coaching staff.
8: Oh my gosh. Aaron the Q Dog freaking Raider if you need it, man. It's yeah. so freaking
7: good. So man.
8: good, man. That's the reason he leads this whole thing off. And man. I love I
9: mean. he had a different feel today. He had a different vibe. He was just kind of like chilling. And yeah. like and just like talking shit, man. I, I love that. love
8: that, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Great points from Aaron. And, and I look forward to linking up with Aaron in Las Vegas for the draft, of course. And you know, and, and one of the things that he said there, and guys, we're we're gonna run long tonight a little bit. You guys good? Good. Okay, all right, so um, one of the things that was interesting is that he said, I hope our next coach is a red-ass. We talked a lot about that, about having a red-ass coach, like, and that's somebody like Jim Harbaugh. Frankly, that's what John Gruden was. Somebody with a little bit of pissed off to him. Mosh, don't you think that, like, isn't that like the best Raider coaches are the ones that are kind of a little angry?
4: Yep. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're 100% in, and they're just, they're just a little titched. Yeah. <laughs> They're just a little titched, you <laughs> yeah. know, for to use a Southern colloquialism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. We need that. And Gruden was definitely a little titched. He was a little Madden titch. was a little titched. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 guy, the guy that wouldn't fly, you know? I mean, he was... T- yeah, yeah, those are the best. Absolutely. Those are the best.
8: Absolutely, Al right.
4: was titched.
8: Uh, definitely, absolutely. All right, next to go. Uh, next up, let's go to our good friend Mojo. He is down there in uh, in long time. I know movie. him. You know this guy. We all know this guy. He's uh he's the come the, the maid of the made men around here.
9: Young chili dog. Well,
1: it's the morning after, fellas. This is Mojo from San Diego. Shout out to to the host. Shout out to uh, all the made men and women. Special shout out to my capo um good morning good morning i'm severely hungover <laughs> i'm driving the you know 30 minutes to my to my gig here uh on the road and things are starting to kind of come back to me not very clear but you know i was thinking about here i am driving down the road and, and I, I love this time of year right the, the leaves start turning colors it gets a little nippy outside, right? Maybe some chocolate, and, you know, some hot chocolate, maybe an extra blanket, right? It just kind of feels good. There's something else that, that always happens this time of year, right? The Raiders completely shit the bed, and I'm sick of it, man. We just got blown out by our arch nemesis. It was comical. I went to the bar with, with the guys to watch this game. And at some point, before they turned it off, like the broadcast just stopped and they went to a more competitive game, at some point, I was actually enjoying the ass beating that we were taking. <laughs> I think that's called Stockholm Syndrome, where you start, where, where you actually start feeling feelings for the, for your captors, right? The people that are holding you down. Well, I feel like we've all, Raider Nation, been living with some Stockholm syndrome here, man. <laughs> we got to break these chains, fellas. We got to rebuild this franchise. I, I don't, just just buckle up. It's going to be a long couple years, but at least we're still the best fans in, in football. Let's go. So have a great week. Happy holidays. Till next time, just win, possibly.
4: <laughs> i love it. when the universe speaks needs a new shirt that says just win possibly just win possibly
8: oh that's amazing mojo man Good we job, appreciate Moj. you and uh yeah definitely support uh mojo's uh podcast uh when the universe speaks uh, th- those guys are incredible super funny and uh we love mojo man uh great stuff all right next up uh so speaking of old school guys around here uh, so I started Raiders Fan Radio back in 2012 with my cousin Sonny, and uh, every once in a while we hear from Cousin Sonny, and it's always good to hear from him, so let's check in with, uh, with Cousin Sonny.
3: Murph, Mosh, Swag, and the rest of the made men. It ain't about what it used to be anymore, boys. Leaders lead, Murph. Leaders lead. There is a crisis in our world today, Murph. There's a crisis of leadership. We see it in countries and local governments. We see it in businesses. We see it in families. Murph, this past year, I've done over a thousand counseling sessions with over a hundred different people from many walks of life. I've met with young kids who've lost their father, met with young ladies who were abused and discarded at a young age. I've met with middle-aged adults who, who are tired of the same old, same old, same old. And, Murph, the answer is always the same. After the empathy, after the listening, after the human-to-human connection, the answer is always, what are you going to do about it? How can I help you? How can I assist you? How can I strategize and help you think? But what are you going to do about it? Because because leadership starts from within a person's own soul. There has to be movement, desire, and passion to change. Murph, that's the question I'm asking these Raiders. Yeah, John groom got exposed. Ruggs fell victim to a temptation we have all struggled with many times before. Only his outcomes caused severe consequences. But this is my question, Murph. What the f- are you gonna do about it, Derek Carr? You b- it took a rookie linebacker to say something. And what the f*** are you going to do about it, Mark Davis? Are you a Davis? I got my hats. I got my jerseys. I got my hoodies. I ain't buying another f***ing thing. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I don't gonna, believe him. Uh, no, nah, he's no, he's going no, will have a new jersey. He he's also
4: got his checking account and his <laughs> slush fund he's going to be buying.
8: He'll have a new hoodie. He'll have a new hoodie, but appreciate the passion, as always, yeah, and I appreciate absolutely. hearing from Cousin Sonny. All right, next up. So this is a new caller, I believe. I don't think we've heard from this guy yet. He's uh, speaking of San Diego, where Mojo's at. This is Adam in San Diego.
11: What up, guys? This is Adam San Diego. There you go. You know, I just want to call, and I, I, I see some stupid stuff on Facebook about Raider fans being shamed and put round bags over their head. Never. How did man, these Vegas fans I will I will say this, you guys ain't figured out how to be Raider fans yet. Y'all it don't matter if we lose by ninety nine points. We are proud to be a Raider fan. Let's go. It ain't it ain't about it ain't about winning and losing or tying. It's a, this is a nation. We are here to the end. This is to the casket drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you heard me. Can I get an amen? Amen, man. I mean, come on now. Yeah, we got our ass whooped. <clears throat> but you know what? This upcoming Saturday, oh, I'm going to be excited to watch my Raiders. And you know what? The next week, I'm going to be excited to watch my Raiders. Amen. we ain't playing no more, That's regardless right. if we make the playoffs or we don't, y'all need to get y'all act together, straighten up and fly right, God, and and the players too. This ain't just for the fans. Wait, these Vegas fans—they they gotta figure it out because it it's it's pitiful watching the Raider games and seeing the fans act the way they act, like punch somebody in the face. <laughs> all right y'all i'm out of here
8: Uh, i appreciate adam in san diego man again but we're not advocates of violence or asshole behavior but the spirit of it of what he's trying to say is that like yeah man have that edge to your raider nation man there's nothing wrong with that it's what that's the foundation we're built upon uh adam appreciate you man two more calls and uh and you can become a made man here at raiders fan radio all right here's one of them this guy's an all-timer for me, man. You know, I always, I always lobby for for him to get Sizzlers. I uh, won't put my thumb on the scale, but I always love hearing from Rev Raider. We hadn't heard from him uh, until last week, and uh, glad to hear from him again.
6: What's going on, Murph? Uncle Mosh, Young Swaggo. This is Rev Raider calling from Jersey. Man, I just wanted to get on and talk that bullvine excrement because that's exactly what it was last weekend. Uh, man. Well, um. Now that I got some of my emotions out of the way, you know, and went back and looked at some of the some of the game film and stuff, we were clearly outclassed, mainly outcoached. Um, there's a lot of things that, that were wrong that I saw. I mean, first off, going out on a, another team's emblem, you know, with our record and, like, how we can be back and forth with the way we play. Like that video, that guy says, you're not that guy, pal. We're not those guys. But, um, what you were basically saying. on defense, uh, definitely out coached because you can see they were scared of the D line and they were doing things like chipping Yannick and Max and they, we never adjusted to it. They were looking at how we were watching the cadences and they were fooling us off of that. That was bad miscommunication in the defense. Offense. Terrible. I mean, aside from the turnovers, offensive line, man, they were getting beat worse than a 15-year-old high school geek, his member, <laughs> watching Japanese anime. That's basically how I can sum it up. Colton Miller, he was getting ate up. Uh Alex Leatherwood, who? Uh, Parker, he needs to be on the practice squad or something like that. That guy's terrible. I mean... Every other play, literally, one of them were getting were getting killed, and, and the player was in, in D.C.'s face. Um, even something like those quick passes that he was making through to a lot of the game, it was basically because of them. You know, he had no time. Even if he shifted in the pocket, they were still breaking them down. They were getting killed. Um, as far as Josh Jacobs, I really think goes back again to coaching. I really think he's missing, he's missing, um, our last running backs coach because he's doing a lot of things that aren't similar to what he's doing, he was doing before. He's not running behind his pads. You, you can notice that. Uh, he's not going after people. He's breaking it outside. You know, as a former running back, that's showing some, some signs that you have a lack of trust in your offensive line. Uh, But different things like that, you could tell that there's something different. It's either that or he's still injured and he's not saying something because he's definitely not running behind his pads. He's not making people give business decisions. But that's all I got. We got to tighten up.
8: All right, let's go. Nice job, Rev. Raider. Always good to hear from you, my friend. I appreciate that call. All right, a couple more to get to, and then we're going to be out of here for the night. Appreciate you hanging in here with us for this long episode of, uh, of Raiders Fan Radio. Let's hear from our buddy. He calls himself the northernmost Raider fan. He's up there in Alaska. He has killed Jadas with always a guest star.
3: So let me
2: get this straight. You go into Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, And you go on to the Kansas City Chiefs logo to do a pregame huddle to hype and motivate yourselves up. Nice. I like it. The boldness. The bold you guys have. Yeah. I love the fire. I mean, looks like you guys are finally getting it. You got to have that old school grit about you, you know. I love it. I love it, Raiders. Now all you need to do is just not lose 48 to 9. <laughs> the utter incompetence of this team. Fumbling the ball for the Chiefs to get a touchdown within 15 seconds of the game. Not put a single point on the board until you guys are down 35 to nothing. You guys can kiss my hey. ass. <laughs> Son of a... You're not going to do the phone call with Ovi, are you? No, I'm just starting the phone call. Oh, good. I can join you then. Now listen, don't get your panties open a bunch, because we <laughs> still have a dog. Chance! Uh, what do we do? We still get a good enough record to sneak into the wild card spot. Sure, it was a bit of a letdown, but don't you worry. I mean, look inside your car. It's all with trash. But yeah, we can clean it up, though, to where it's cleaner and meaner than ever. Much old man radio savage knows his team, yeah. This is a team that's gonna turn it back around. The winds will blow in our direction. And when that happens, there will be no one to stop us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, then whose trash is all of this? Well, honestly, it's yours and your wife. <laughs> yeah, except for my wife doesn't eat Slim Jims.
5: <laughs> right now, we are
2: sitting in a vehicle filled with Slim Jim wrappers. Yours Slim gym Rappers because you don't listen to me when I tell you to take the trash out of my car. No, hold on now. Your wife in your car, too. Don't forget that. Except for your trash has covered her trash and my trash together. And that's what the Raiders need to do. Because right now, we are my car. Fill the trash. <laughs> and Diablo said something that there are some players on the team that aren't trying. Well, you know what? Cars confirmed it, too. So you need to be like our team and take out the trash. Okay, well then, can we do it now? Ugh, can you at least help me? Oh, if only I could get rid of the trash that's in our locker room. Too bad I couldn't because I'll be violent about it. Are you going to help me? No, this is your problem. A very serious problem. So you have to deal with it yourself. Ugh, bring on the Cleveland Browns. Oh,
7: yeah. <laughs>
8: <laughs> All right. There he is. Uh, uh, Kill Jadis with Raider Macho Savage, man. Appreciate that. All right, one more to get to before Uncle Mosh awards the Sizzler Award, which is the best emailer or phone caller of the night. Let's check in with our buddy. We call him the Historian. He is down there in Texas. He is Houston Raider Steve.
10: Murph Mosh, Flag Jeff Nation, Houston Raider Steve. Hey, I read an article by Mary Kay Shabbat, whatever her name is, and she says uh, even with eight players on COVID, the Cleveland Browns are going to beat the uh, Raiders. Hey, you know what? Didn't Cleveland have like six times more uh, quarterbacks go through their system in the last ten years than Elizabeth Taylor had husbands? <laughs> At the beginning of the game, if there is a game, if they don't forfeit the game, let's all just flush our toilets to get Cleveland out of our sanitation systems in our houses. <laughs> Everybody in <laughs> really to just flush the toilet. To carry. Cleveland sucks. 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 Ohio! <laughs> I tell you what, man. Let your squad beat those We're riding right Dangerfield. We don't get any respect. In my opinion. Yeah, that's right, Cleveland. Your team sucks. Who goes to Cleveland in the wintertime for vacation? Buffalo. For Pittsburgh. The Red <laughs> Give me a break. Your team is a joke. Yeah, I remember the Cardiac Kids. Yeah, they lost that game against us when Mike Davis intercepted in the end zone. Yeah, Cleveland. What a freaking joke. Let's just go out and beat those. You know what? Let's just flush them out. Screw them. Goodbye. <laughs>
7: oh,
8: my nice. gosh. Houston Raiders, Steve, with a quick hit there, man. Awesome job. Oh, my job gosh. All right, Uncle Mosh, so who do you got tonight? Well,
4: you know, we started our night with a couple of emails from Paul. Uh, sorry, from Matthew Mangus. And then Paul had his great line about taking a dump on the uh, the the logo at, in uh, Arrowhead Stadium. And Capo came in with a voicemail. Uh, again like so many other people describing insanity and then uh, came up with what he does and that was a, a good pick for the draft nice, yes mojo was so upset he he was in a bar and he got Stockholm syndrome he enjoyed watching us get our <laughs> ass beat he was hung over for it the next day Sonny Sonny are you listening what are you gonna do about it Rev, or I guess it was Adam from San Diego. He's proud to be a Raider fan. Win, lose, or tie. Let's go. Raiders till he dies. Rev, two three words. Outclassed and outcoached. Kill Jadis. Started the call on his own without Macho. Macho was pissed, but Macho came in and was very optimistic. And then they went into this rant about the dirtiness of a car. You know what? I hate a dirty car, so I'm with you. And Houston Raiders Steve brought up Liz Taylor, Drew Carey, and anti-Cleveland. I'm with with Steve. I hate Cleveland. Cleveland is a terrible place. It's an awful, horrible place. I feel sorry for anybody that's there. That's a Raider fan. I mean, their lakes and rivers catch on fire. It's a terrible place to be. So, this week's Sizzler Award goes to the one and only Steve. I am, I am, a Sizzler. I am. Sizzler. 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 Sizzler.
9: Sizzler. Sizzler. We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why
5: we are here and we ain't playing around today!
8: From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. <laughs> Everyone in Cleveland has sucks. COVID.
4: <laughs> You're so stupid. Hit that like button before you bail on us, folks.
8: Absolutely, hit that like, hit that subscribe, and do and be a... nice in the chat. Damn it Go, are Are you having to, Are you having to regulate yeah, in there, Jeff? A little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. nice. sorry. People are you playing nice? People are taking Stephen?
9: shots at me. And the moderator doesn't take that
8: well. What? <laughs> yeah, because Ron's—he's uh, attending yeah. a family business, so yeah, he's not yeah, in there. Yeah. So be nice to
9: Swaggy. What's, yeah. what's, what's
8: going on there, man? You need to call anybody out?
9: Like, no, it's fine. I'll just just have another drink. <laughs>
8: be nice to your host, because this is this is our playroom, and we'll just kick you out. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to be nice to one another. Like, listen, there's, and, uh, and uh, I don't know what's going on in there, but I will say this, that uh, on the occasion that we'll get someone that'll get in, get in there and get a little feisty, uh, that's, it, you can have an alternate opinion we don't expect you to agree
9: with us, but you got to be kind. <laughs> Michelle Swess, says, I hope we win on Saturday so some of y'all can come to the chat with a better effing attitude. Okay, alright, thank you. Very well said, Michelle. Absolutely.
8: Lighten the hell up, man. It's just football, man. We may be for life, but this is not life, man. This is just playtime. So, I uh, appreciate you Raider Nation for checking us out. Appreciate everybody in the chat room. Kill Janus907 Actually, I'm going to save that for Jeff to shout out the chat room. Let me just thank my co-host tonight. Thank you Swag Jeff. Thank you Uncle Mosh. This is, hey look man, I, I came into this thing feeling a little tight about what we were going to talk about but I love the passionate discussion. I love the, the amazing back and forth with you guys. That's what makes this stuff so fun and we appreciate everybody that's tuning
9: in tonight. Again, hit that audio podcast. Just search for Raiders Fan Radio. Swag Jeff. Yeah, we got uh, Mark Thompson in there, Aussie Raider Aaron, Kill Jadis, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Paul is in there, Tall Kinshit, M- uh, Mark Thompson, Michelle Sweat, Tyrone Graves, Black Sunday Joel, uh, Kill Jadis, Piper 1975. Thank you so much for tuning in. Ebony Graves uh, throwing a $5 donation in there. Oh, thank you there. so much. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, join us every week, every Wednesday. Uncle Mosh, Take us home.
4: Wow. What Read are you that gonna comment,
9: say? Mosh, from Ebony Graves.
4: It said, had a huge combination celebration this weekend. The hubby's birthday and our daughter graduated and got her master's this Let's weekend. Let's go. That's awesome, wow. man. Right on. Congratulations. Fantastic. We're all about education around here. I love it. Well, tonight you've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio. Yeah, yeah. And we've had a little bit of, a, uh, a, little bit of a, a session. Yeah. I got my little buddy Swaggy Jay over there, and I got my little nephew over there, and you got your old Uncle Mosh here. You've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we took a lighter side journey into the dark side, and after last week, it really was a dark side. <laughs> Remember, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Good night, everybody. Drive safe. Get your shots. Wear your masks. Adios, malingerers, which is most of our team. (laughs) (laughs) Stay safe. Be kind to one another. Be nice to Swaggy J. Good night. God bless. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) He's a little bit of a baby. He'll get his feelings hurt. Shut up. (laughs)